after these messages, we'll be right back. I can't believe I ate that whole thing. Are you in good hands? And now, a word from our sponsors. Hey everybody, welcome to After These Messages, bringing you hot takes on commercial breaks. We are here to talk about TV commercials tonight. The good ones and the bad ones and the ones where people say weird shit like this. Ma, we found a fifth season! My name is Andrew Walsh. I'm here with Genevieve Haz. Hey, Vaves. Hi, Andrew. Hey, did you watch the, uh, did you watch the big game? Did you watch the... Um, finale of the NFL season? <laughs> yes, I did. I heard somebody calling it that in a promo where they weren't allowed to say Super Bowl. <laughs> I think we want, I want more euphemisms for the Super Bowl. Yeah, I know. Somebody must have collected them somewhere at this point. I right? hope so. Uh, I could have done that, but we had our hands full today. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome. Thank to... God the game was so boring. We were able to take notes. <laughs> this is the moment we've all been waiting for. This is the first annual Bowley Awards. We should have probably more like uh, Oscar music here or something. Um, we've been covering the commercials during the Super Bowl for five years now. I think this is our fifth Super Bowl, right? Is that right? I think so. Wow. We started in the fall of 2015. Yeah, you're right. So we, we, we were pretty new at this when we did our first Super Bowl. Yeah. Um, and this year we decided, if you were listening last week, you know all about this. We decided to make it a competition because that's what we need more in life is more competitions. So we have so keeps uh, us great. divided the commercials this year into, I think, about six different categories. Best new artists for people advertising for the first time in the Super Bowl. It would be Best like if you comedy. nominated. It would be like if you created the Oscars, but you didn't know what movies were going to come yeah. out that year. <laughs> that's a really good point. Except we knew, it's like if you know half the movies if that you are coming out. Half the movies that are coming out. So um, we have collected basically every single new but Like Super maybe Bowl there won't commercial. be any sound editing this year. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, who knows? Actually, that is true. We have a couple of categories where it's like, wow, there was hardly anything in that category. And I think that also speaks to how trends change yeah. over time. And we can talk more about that as we go through the actual categories. Um, and uh, and that's it. That's what we're going to be doing today. We have a lot to get through. So maybe instead of yeah. me thinking about another thing to say here, we should just get started. It's going to be a long one, folks. <laughs> but I think it's going to be good. I think this is a fun way of doing it. And also, I will say, a lot of good stuff this year. Not everything is a home run, but... I don't know if I'm getting softer, but there was a time when I thought most Super Bowl commercials were actually bad just a couple of years ago. And yeah. this year I'd say, no, it was a pretty entertaining batch. I mean, definitely in sharp contrast to the game itself. So maybe that helps. But maybe. yeah, I agree. Um, it was a good year. Yeah, good absolutely. Crop. And also, I was on LSD while watching the game. So <laughs> that explains a lot. A lot of weird ones. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the first annual Bowley Awards. I wasn't planning on doing that. It just oh. sort of came out. How did it sound official? Sort of, or like, sort of like we're at a like a monster truck rally. Yeah. Do you know um, during the beginning of the NFL finale game on Sunday? I think it's during the coin toss. You hear the actual overhead announcer. Did I tell you this during the game? Whenever no. I hear that voice, I can smell popcorn. And it's not because <laughs> I'm having weird. a stroke, but it's because I so associate that voice with being at an event in person. Wow. Whether it's like a soccer game of my youth or a baseball game of my adulthood or whatever, I'm often eating popcorn. And so when I hear that announcer voice, I just am overcome with the urge to have popcorn. Wow. It sounds like some sort of... Um 
very complicated synesthesia. Yes, yes, I think it is. Also, if you tell me that the letter A is not red <laughs> and that the number five is not red, and I'm serious about that. Three is yellow, E is yellow. We we know how it all works out, right? Right. You have the same chart I do, right? Sure. Um, okay, category number one, you made it weird. Um when we went into the Super Bowl on Sunday, there was only one commercial that we had already seen that we knew was going to be in the weird category, and it was for Tide, uh, and it was the Jason Alexander hoodie commercial. Yeah. We're going to have to, you know, usually we try to play at least a little bit of every commercial we talk about. There's way too much to do that this week, especially for the ones that we already talked about last week. So if you do happen to be a new listener and you're really <laughs> into... This is your first episode. I mean, it, it would make sense, like I people so. checking out uh, Super Bowl ads, um, and you're really looking forward to hearing them all or what have you, I would recommend checking out last week's episode because we had a lot of fun and we played a lot of commercials that we probably won't have time to replay again today. So the um, Jason Alexander hoodie commercial, if you recall, it's a, a a teenage boy and he's got a hoodie and it's got the face of Jason Alexander on it and you just see it like kind of getting dirty and yeah. being mistreated and the face keeps wincing. and yeah, The face makes, the face somehow changes each time it's subjected to a new indignity. And what I love about, what's weird about it is that no one ever like reflects on the fact that it would be odd for a teenage boy in 2021 to be wearing a flesh-colored right. Jason Alexander face all the time. Right. Like, and it, like it's his favorite sports team or something. Yes. And going into the Super Bowl and that being the only one that really seemed like we're just going to lean into the weird and that being the only one, again, I feel like just a few years yeah. ago we would have seen a lot more of that. I wonder if it's honestly kind of a sign of sign of where we are. We're, we're, in, a, we're in a tough spot mm -hmm. uh, as a nation and I think that People want to either be comforted or be amused. Yes, I would agree. I would agree with that. There were some weird ones, though, yeah. um, including, I would say, one that got some of the most buzz, but it, a lot of it was kind of negative buzz. <laughs> but I think the exact kind of negative buzz they knew they were going yes. to get, right? This was very, this was very intentional. Just straight up weirdness. And also, one of my favorites of the game, because I feel like it did exactly what it set out to do, which yeah. is to get everybody buddy on Twitter saying, what was that weirdness? It was the first one that sort of stopped the internet in yes. its tracks for a second. And I'm talking about the Oatly commercial. This is for, I think, oat-based milk. Right. Milk products, right? And out of the blue, in the middle of a commercial break, you see some fella. You have no idea who it is. Um, and we learn pretty quickly from text on the screen that it's Tony Peterson, the CEO of Oatly. He's in the middle of a field somewhere with a keyboard singing a song. We've never heard it's like milk made for humans it's like milk but made for humans wow wow no cow no 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 I love it in its simplicity in achieving what it's trying to do. That It's only one, I mean, maybe it's two shots, but it's just him in a field. They're, yeah, they, I think it's just a shot that's pulling back. Yeah, and um, they uh, they saved money, I'm sure, on production costs, but it doesn't seem necessarily cheap, you know? No, I think it's really inspired. You can't get away with that forever as a marketing strategy of just being like weird and low pro and um, out, of the, out of left field. Um, but 
this t- but for a for a first in for a first entry into like national marketing i mean maybe they've done a national ad buy before but like mm-hmm. nothing significant that anyone's ever heard i don't of. think i'd heard of oatly before yeah i think this is this was brilliant i also like and i think this just speaks to my own personal um, taste you know i have misgivings about milk and i just love that it's <laughs> it is kind of a shot across the You're, bow you find milk to be suspect i do i mean it's a weird thing that i'm an drink- adult milk drinker from way back and They'll pry my cow milk from my cold, dead hands. And that's fine. You can have it. But I think just starting <laughs> off with the pre- premise, it's like milk, but made for humans, yeah. is going to stop some people on their track and be like, oh, yeah, why am I drinking another animal's lactate? Right. You know? Well, I mean, it should milk, oat milk should be for oats, in my opinion. Because you think that milk is named after what we give it to? <laughs> See, well, I have a whole well, thing about well, this. cow milk is. Because they're, no, no, cow milk comes from cows. Oat but milk also, comes from. It's for cats. Oh, that's interesting. I have I'm a whole... teasing, obviously. Okay. Oats don't drink milk. I was making a joke. Because, you know, my whole problem is muscle milk. And I have a whole right. theory about this. It's the worst name for a product because every other milk is named after what it comes from. Mm-hmm. Therefore, you think that muscle milk comes from muscles, <laughs> isn't for muscles. They really should have talked to me. Anyway, no muscle milk commercials in the Super Bowl this year, so I'm going to keep it on track here. Another weird commercial, I would say our next contestant in the category, is the Mountain Dew Major Melon commercial, which has John Cena driving in a pink convertible alongside, I'm assuming, I did some poking around. I did too. I don't think that the guy he's next to is... A famous person. He looks a little bit like the guy who's in a, who has his own show right now called. Um, it's like about a white, like about a white nerd who tries to be a rapper. Oh, uh, Dave. Dave. Yeah. yeah. He looks a little bit like that guy, but I don't think it's him. And I certainly couldn't find anything on the internet that indicated he was anybody famous. There's a song in this by an artist named Ichi, but I don't think that this companion of his is named each is ichi yeah and i looked that up too um ichi has a presence online but it was kind of hard to get information about ichi as well i found out that ichi is a musician uh his daughter i think is actually a bigger musician than he is but his music is very experimental and weird and matches the tone of this commercial it's hard to describe exactly what's happening in this commercial they're just driving along in this pink um convertible as they enter the mountain dew Major Melon City, I guess. Everything is pink and green. It's Metro. It's it's, it's Greater like, Metropolitan Melonville. Oh, I see. It's oh, is it the Tri Melonville area? <laughs> yeah, it's the Tri <laughs> Melons. Um, and it's just a, a weird cityscape. And well, I'll just play it because I don't think there's much. It's just the Ichi song playing. A bunch of weird stuff is happening in this city. Everything's sort of watermelon themed. We see like a watermelon dog barking. There are um, watermelon things flying in the sky. There are strange uh, roller coasters. And if you haven't seen the this, road. the Mountain Dew in these bottles is like cotton candy pink. Yes, it's like Pepto pink, and so it is. I think kind of an interesting choice or a a, a knowing choice to have um, celebrated sensitive tough guy John Cena. At the intersection of these things, right? Right, right, right. And they're just driving, and then at one point, their trunk opens, and a whole bunch of Mountain Dew Major Melon bottles fall out the back of the trunk. Be the first to count and tweet the exact number of Mountain Dew Major Melon bottles shown in this commercial, and you can win a million dollars. 
So immediately, just like that, they tried to get everybody to pause the game and start counting how many bottles are on the screen as they tumble. And not out just, the back I assume, the... on the screen, but like throughout the commercial. Oh right? my goodness! Right. It's also like there's bottles everywhere oh, in the of in the in the whole scene. There's like they're up on marquees and everything. So I took it to mean You're they right. want the number of bottles pictured throughout the commercial. Which wow! Is, and there's like five painted on the hood of their car. Yeah, I'm I mean at. it's truly. I feel like I don't know how anyone on earth could actually get the correct number but. yeah you get a bunch of people throwing in ballparks why not right, right? somebody's gonna get close and, and somebody's, somebody's gonna, gonna get it somebody's gonna get it um because i'm even pausing it in this action scene here and there's just so many of them uh blurry uh you know with motion blurs they dump out the back of the car so interesting thing they're definitely trying to get people to stop the game and pay more attention yeah. to their commercial to win a million bucks i would like to try major melon i like mountain dew I've never really tried Code Red, but I like watermelon as a general flavor concept. You know, I really like experimental soda flavors like this. Yeah. Watermelon doesn't appeal to me. No, really? Yeah. Oh, I like watermelon. Yeah. Um, I, I would try it. I would have a sip as long as it was like a first sip of the bottle. You never want to like try something when it's like you're going to get the last sip of somebody else's. Right, if I get one, you can have the first sip. Okay, that's what I was getting at there. Thank you. Um, and then, oh, for an app called Klarna, you had Maya Rudolph in a commercial. I put this in the weird category. I think this definitely belongs in the I think this is a contender. In fact, why don't you describe what's going on? Because I'm getting sick of my voice. This is an Old West town um, and riding down the center of the the main street in this very dusty sort of decrepit old west style town are four what i take to be small horses they there's something very strange about the motion of these horses and a t seated on on these four horses in a row or these four mini horses in a row are four maya rudolphs and um, they seem even small compared to the horses. All the perspective. I can't tell if it's like bad no, CGI or just weird CGI. I think it's intended to be weird. There's something very sort of like uncanny about the motion that they're, the, the movement as they walk down the street. Um, and as they walk down the street, they explain the concept of this uh, Klarna app, which is you pay for something, but you pay for it in small, for small installments. So it's sort of a way of like paying for something expensive. And they... The, the four Maya Rudolphs buy this pair of crazy pink cowboy boots with cherubs on the toes um, in four small installments, hence the four Maya Rudolphs. And it's in like the um, text on the screens as a Klarna production, and it definitely has that spaghetti western yes. style font, only it's pink. Let's take a listen to this. These boots are made for walking, and that's just what they'll do. That's right. One of these days, these boots are gonna walk all over you. Mm-hmm. That's a mighty fine pair of boots. Let's get them boots. I'll make payment one, two, three. I'll make payment four. Really? Turn up! And in the end, everybody in the town is just really excited about Klarna and that the sale went down without a problem. I think that is so weird. There's something incredibly, I mean, not off-putting about it, but just very, I, I, I was talking to you when that ad came on and I only caught the last 10 seconds of it or something, but I was it was one that I was excited to go find out what I had missed. Mm -hmm. And I think it really delivers in terms of being somehow inexplicable and and just strange mm -hmm. this is interesting you and i have not talked about who we think should win each of these categories no we haven't 
So we're going to have to like either come to some decisions here on the fly or have split rulings or cancel the show. Yeah, I don't know how we're going to handle cancel this. The show. Um, this next one, which I believe will be the final nominee in this category, is a TurboTax commercial. And this commercial is part of a campaign, right? right? What correct. happens in this campaign is like a desk with a laptop chases people around. Yeah, this is for TurboTax. And the the throughout the campaign, people all over the world, people, fishermen out at sea, um, people working out of their homes, all the various circumstances of life, they need a help understanding um, what their specific tax uh, situation will be. And, you know, for instance... Dude is so and so considered dependent if X Y Z, and so a desk sort of rolls in or or slides into there wherever they are, or floats up to wherever they are magically, and see and on the desk is a laptop, and open on the lap on in the open laptop is a free tax advice from a TurboTax expert, an actual person like on Zoom. Yeah, or I mean whatever the, the the idea of course is that I think um, pe- people have been doing these free tax. Uh, you know, services for a while, but I think they may be losing market share to, you know, H&R Block, which was able to say like, yeah, you pay us some money, but there's a real person who helps you. Mm -hmm. And so somehow these free or, you know, nominally free, of course, you end up paying something um, is will now come with a little bit of personal advice. And so this campaign's been running for a while, and I get the impression it's usually like one laptop on a desk interacting with one or two people. Yeah, or like interacting with a few people. But this one, the whole point is they have many, many, many desks with many, many laptops, and they're in very weird locations, and it says the experts are coming very big. It's like a herd of desks. Yeah, it's like a herd of desks with these laptops, and they're like kind of um, moving in a herd around the countryside, around the city. Let's take a listen to this. In some places they tax flatulence, the kind that comes from cows. If you're 100 in New Mexico, you'll pay no state taxes now. In Hawaii, there's a credit for maintaining an exceptional tree. Does having visitors on my rental property get me anything? Absolutely. A deduction on upkeep. Come cheers in an internet way to give expert advice. We've got knowledge for days. Tax experts spreading expertise across the land. A strange 45-second commercial, by the way. Yeah, I found a bunch of those. I think that with the Super Bowl, like, you mm-hmm. can kind of... There's all kinds of different ways to slice that. Yeah. Pie. I like that more on second watch. Yeah. I think it's it's interesting. I like the fact that it's on message. Yes. It's not just weird right? and pointlessly weird. And you learn some interesting factoids. Yeah, it doesn't feel that weird to me. I mean, yeah, there's a scene where um, the guy says, can I deduct the cost of visitors on my land? And then you see... That he's talking about space aliens. Mm-hmm. I mean, you also just, it opens up with a shot of like hundreds yeah. of desks with laptops moving of their own free will across a landscape and then through the streets of a suburb. Like, it's got a weird... Yeah, but like you said, it's the weirdness is directly connected to the service that it's yeah. providing. Whereas I feel like some of these other ones are the the sort of surrealness of them mm-hmm. is is the point. Okay. Well, I will say it is now time to choose our champion of this uh, round. You made it weird is the category. <laughs> and I feel pretty strongly about oatly milk as far as just kind of owning it. 
I don't feel like it's the weirdest one. I would go with Tide or either either Tide or Klarna. Really? So let me ask you this, and I, we, we might just have some split decisions here because I, I think it's going to be really hard to get me off of the Oatly thing. Um, do you think it has to be the weirdest commercial or the best commercial in the weird category? Um, Because I, I was going for the latter, just so you know. And I think that Oatly Milk really kind of like got the most bang for its buck in a commercial that is entertaining and got people to pay attention. Yeah, I think it's the best ad of these of this group in terms of its effectiveness. Um, but I don't find it to be the weirdest. Oh, yeah, I think, I mean, again, I'll let you interpret however you want, but I I think for me, for all of these, I'm choosing what I think to be is, you know, like in, in this case, oh, it but is then interesting. We'll, but then we'll that, never have, but then like any commercial that makes it into two categories, if it's the best in one, it'll be the best in the other. That is true because celebrity is coming up pretty soon, and I don't think that should be just the best celebrity commercial, right. the best use of celebrity. I mean, like when they vote at the Oscars, you know, they don't pick mm-hmm. like, they don't just say like, well, Titanic was the best movie. It wasn't, but you know what I'm saying? Like it won best movie. Like, well, Titanic's the best movie we have. So like everything about it, you know, that, that qualifies is probably the best in, in the best in, in breed or best mm-hmm. in category. I think it should be like, what, what does weird the best? Okay. Well, by even by either by either one of those metrics for me, Oatly definitely wins it. So we'll have a split decision here. But for the record, in case we ever want to return to this, which <laughs> one are you at giving it to? Um, I will go Klarna. Really? Wow. I really don't think that's a very good ad. I'm not very into the. Uh, I don't Klarna. know that it's a great ad, but I think it's a super weird ad. Hmm. That's I think weird. It's the weirdest. Yeah. Yeah, I guess we're just measuring. I think we're I think we're measuring this differently. Like I could do a commercial for the Super Bowl where it was just like complete. I could not even have the name of my company in there and it could just be a picture of an egg for 30 seconds. I don't think that that would win just because it's the weirdest because it's not a good ad. Aren't we giving five million dollars? I'm willing to I'm willing to consider it. But aren't we giving away um, awards for good advertisements? I thought we were giving awards for the things that that rise to the top of their category because we're mm. also doing a best in show. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I, I best in like I still actually think that Oatly might even be like in the I would, top three. Of I would the, argue of that the it is uh, definitely a contender for best new artist. Um, I would give it potentially for that. Uh, maybe even best in show. Oh, that's true. It will be in the best new art. Well, okay. We'll cross those bridges when we get to it. Okay. Um, now, serialized is what I call this category. Because I feel like we're going to definitely agree on this one. Yeah, because there was only one. <laughs> there was only so, one. And But again, to get really kind of into my detail-oriented mind here in a way that is probably very unfun, I want to make it very clear that when we're talking about a serialized ad, I'm talking about the type of ad that is made for the Super Bowl where there's some sort of narrative that goes across several commercial breaks, but they keep introducing this product and they keep introducing a new chapter in this product's story. Yes, I tried to put in a bunch of other serial ads. For example, there were more than one Tracy Morgan Mm -hmm. rocket mortgage ad. There was a new installment in the Dr. Rick Mm -hmm. saga for Progressive. Andrew was not having, he was calling up stares to me while I was at my work doing trying to do my work today like I always do rain or shine and he was like saying like I don't think this one counts and he wouldn't let me put anything in besides the Paramount one you were playing birds actually and practicing your French <laughs> um, the one that I think came closest would be there were two commercials as you said with 
Tracy Morgan. Yeah, as, or as you Tracy call him, Jordan, Tracy Jordan. Um, where they were both new commercials for the same company, and he is playing the same character, but unfortunately the family he's interacting with changes. We'll talk about these commercials later. Um, and so because of that, like it, it came so close to fitting this concept, but they switch casts halfway through, and it's just like, yeah, I understand from a commercial standpoint they're trying to reach different types of families right um but it made it less serialized it's not a product that lends itself to a serial commercial because it's about one moment in a family's journey to un- yes the house they could have though by keeping the same family because the first is for a, i think is it rocket mortgage you already say that it's like the first one the family is looking to get a mortgage and the next one they have the mortgage but they're trying to maintain it like it would have been perfect but they switch fa- families we'll get to it later you're looking at me quizzically the okay. second one, they're entering their new home, oh, the family okay. is. Um, but they they use a different family. So I feel like eh, it's not part of the same storyline. I feel like the platonic ideal was last year or two years ago with like Tide. They introduced this idea of I, one of the sportscasters actually had a had a stain on his shirt, I want to think. Yeah, and then Tide, it was about kept, his Tide kept inserting of- it. Tide tried all kinds of things. They tried inserting themselves into other ads. Like they sort of... Um, you would think you're watching an ad for Old Spice or something, and then it would be a Tide ad. Right. That sometimes it was like at a party um, where somebody has a stain and they need Tide. Like it took place through time and space and in different genres. It was just like, but it was all part of this like big story that Tide was telling throughout the Super Bowl. And it was a Super Bowl package. Yeah. And, and compared to, let's say, oh, there's a new Flo commercial where well, Flo's been, or, or the or the the parent, don't turn into your parents guy. Like, that's something that has existed outside of the Super Bowl. They're just adding a new right. one to it. So those aren't serial. So anyway, this year there was a serialized ad. And so I think it's going to win. Uh, <laughs> it was for Paramount Plus. And for the first half of the game. quite a journey. Yes, it was quite literally a journey that we'll talk about in a second. And then once they got done with that narrative, they were still just putting tons of Paramount Plus ads that weren't like kind of part of the storyline. It was so... I was talking to Luke on TVTL, not about commercials. They never came up. <laughs> he was going through all of these commercials. And I said, what about the Paramount Plus ones? And he said, I didn't see those. I don't understand... There was more Paramount Plus than football on How TV. How did he possibly I, miss all of them? I have no idea. Um, but this particular storyline um, starts with you see a bunch of characters that are from all sorts of different Paramount products. And by the way, Paramount Plus is their new streaming platform, apparently. Still unclear if they're swallowing up the CBS. All Access? All Access. Yeah, I don't know. Because this had characters from the new Star Trek series that are on CBS, but you also had like Trevor Noah. Mm-hmm. So that, I didn't realize Stephen that's Colbert. a Paramount, uh, Stephen Colbert. And so that's like Comedy Central and NBC, right? Well, no, I no, don't clearly think not Stephen NBC. Colbert no, that's CBS, CBS, of course. Yeah. Um, doy. But anyway, yeah, but but uh, characters from movies, from sporting events, Tony Romo makes an appearance. I mean, it's wild. Like, it is so, they got so many people from their different properties they got i mean we'll go into it and it's we'll play i don't know if we're gonna play all of them but you know they've got patrick stewart they've got snooki they've got like athletes that i don't know but are clearly like very big in golf right they got dora the explorer they've got james corden they've got i mean beavis and butthead i mean it was like every genre from there was someone in that pantheon who has a personal 
meaning for you, the consumer. Not yes. all of them. No one's going to relate to all of them. There's a f- bunch that I did not but recognize. No one for didn't. Sure. No one had nothing for them. Right. In that ad. Absolutely. And so here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to play two. I'm going to play the Beavis and Butthead one. Should we mention that the story is... Yeah, sorry, go ahead. The Paramount Mountain, that's the big logo, the big pointy mountain, um, the story is like all of these people and characters from these various properties that are now under the umbrella group of, of Paramount Plus. Is that what it's called? Yeah, I Paramount believe Plus. so, yeah. Um, are trekking up the mountain in these brutally cold conditions, but they're, you know... They just look like themselves. They're dressed as they would be dressed typically for their for their venue, and they're all there's various jokes and things that relate to their characters. Mm-hmm. And so I thought the Snooky joke was pretty funny. Yeah, and the very first one, they're naming all of the people who are on this journey, and then they say Snooky for some reason or something along and, those and lines. And she says, oh, "I'm too hungover for this." Yes, in her Snooky way. Um and. Um, this is maybe the third installment or fourth, and they are now at this giant, um, you know, like land bridge, this scary looking skinny land bridge between two mountains, ice bridge. And, um, you have a character and I don't know who she is. Maybe you do from your Star Trek love and ways. I don't, I don't pay for CBS all access, so I don't know who that Star Trek. Okay. But she's somebody from a Star Trek property and she mentions how tough it is going to be to try to traverse that bridge. On Paramount Mountain, our heroes continue on step by careful step. We're too heavy. There's a giant crack in the ice. (laughs) She said crack. (laughs) Crack. (laughs) Giant crack. I don't think that that's necessarily the best one, and I'm not even a big Beavis and Butthead head, but um, I love that they let it linger so long. Yeah. They would laugh at me saying linger, probably, like a fart lingers. Uh, Maybe I'm too much... (laughs) Maybe I'm trying to appeal too much to Beavis and Butthead here. Um, but everybody, you know, all the celebrities just like look around feeling uncomfortable while they're um, while they're chortling. And then the final ad of this particular narrative, they reach the summit or would you say the paramount? No. What does paramount mean? I think paramount is an adjective. Typically. Oh, right. So yeah. it's the paramount. Yeah. Uh, you know, part of the journey. Here, I'll cut all that out. We're going to do it again. They reach the tippy top. Dora, Dora the Explorer gets there first. Oh, who's I'm that? So who's that guy, by the way? Not the narrator. That's Patrick Stewart. Yeah, it's a guy in kind of like a work shirt and a hat. And I think he is maybe Jeff Probst. I think he might be Survivor. He's carrying a torch. I don't watch Survivor. But the fact that he's carrying a torch makes me think he's from some reality show. I see. Okay, here we go. And so our heroes reach the summit of Paramount Mountain, where they are greeted by a very handsome man in a tuxedo. That's him. Patrick Stewart. Yes. Oh, yeah, you got Tom Selleck. who summoned you all here. Now, we see that at at the tippy top, at the summit, not only is it Patrick Stewart, but we see Stephen Colbert, and Stephen Colbert is behind a bar with a shaker for some reason, uh, wearing his tuxedo. Why? Don't you see? 
This is a metaphor for how we're all streaming on Paramount Plus now. Bingo, genius. Sorry, we climbed all the way up this mountain for a metaphor. Well, some of us did. Well, it is elegant storytelling. It's a little complicated. I lost an arm. I lost a glove. I'm going home. Oh, silly goose, you are home. We live here now, on Mount Paramount. Isn't it glorious? What are we supposed to do up here? We dance. Sure. Let's make it weirder. <laughs> so that's my favorite line of the commercial. Uh, Stephen leave Colbert. It, leave it to Stephen Colbert. Um, leave it to Stephen. He pushes a button that says do not touch. You can see when it's paused on there. And then a little like um, a tiny little stage pops up. Everybody's mesmerized by it. And then suddenly, spoiler, we are in a SpongeBob universe. And SpongeBob is doing, He, I think it's either a reference to some really icon- I'm so far out of the Spongebob yeah, world I, I have zero knowledge of Spongebob but I but agree with you I'm sure these are this is these are references that are meaningful to yeah I, I know from other rabbit holes I've gone down I think he lives in a place called Bikini Bottom yes but there's also very specifically like a, a, a Spongebob related meme where he's performing on a big stage because I remember it might have even been the Super Bowl last year where people really thought that SpongeBob should have somehow been incorporated into the halftime show. Oh. I don't know what I'm talking about. <laughs> Patrick Stewart, you crazy for this one? This is. So wait, what's happening? We're metaphors. We live here now. Oh. <laughs> Dance like a metaphor. How hard is that? Come on, frolic. Oh, and we also see the girl from The Ring dancing, and this is the second appearance that the girl from The Ring or a parody of the girl from The Ring makes an appearance. There's another commercial. I want to say it's the Tracy Morgan one where we see her on the ceiling of somebody's bedroom. Oh, I don't think that's The Ring girl. I don't think it's specifically her, but it is supposed to be her because all... When we get to it, I'll show you. I remember it. I've seen it. I'm telling you that that's just a horror movie trope. It's not specific really? to the ring. Yeah. With the bent elbows and the long black hair and I, the white dress. And I she's promise a girl. you that's not the ring. All right. Anyway, um, there it is. Paramount. Congratulations. Paramount Plus for your um, Yay, play the, first play the Bowley victory Award. Music. Oh, yeah. Are we doing the Oh, for Oh, yeah. Sorry about that. I guess we didn't get any victory music last time because we had a split decision, right? Yeah. Is that good? Yeah. Okay, there we go. Congratulations to Paramount Plus. <laughs> um, okay. Running unopposed. <laughs> Paramount Plus. We are never going to get through this show I if know. I keep up at this pace. Um, okay, winner, winner, chicken dinner. Um, best new artist. The This is the category for companies that have never advertised in the Super Bowl before, so far as we can tell. Right. Some I definitely looked up. Some, though, I'm pretty sure are just kind of obvious. I just sort of went with, like, if I didn't, if I couldn't remember seeing them before or if they were a product that I'd never heard of, I assumed mm-hmm. that they were new. Um, the first one we talked about last week, it's one of my least favorite commercials of the entire Super Bowl because it's the worst of what Super Bowl commercials do, which is don't spend any time on creativity or writing. They just get as many middle shelf celebrities yes. as possible and jam them in there and as for the Scott Miracle Grow again last week you 
heard me talk way too much about how much I hate it, so I won't do it again, but it had Martha Stewart, John Travolta, and his daughter, um, the guy who played Stanley from The Office, etc., and they're all in somebody's A Peloton backyard. celebrity. Oh, right. Of course. How could I forget? How did I lead with that? Um, also, DoorDash was advertising in the Super Bowl for the very first time. We only saw the teaser for this last week, but it was the Michelle Gondry-directed Sesame Street David Diggs. Yeah, you uh, can commercial. see the Michelle Gondry in there with mm-hmm. the like the physical, the practical effects. Let's take a listen to it because it is there's some good sound design in here, and it's it's not gonna um, it didn't blow us away. It was what you expected. We knew that it was going to be like kind of a take on these are the people in your neighborhood. And it uh, begins with David Diggs sitting on a stoop on Sesame Street, and then Big Bird comes up, and we'll take a listen to some of this music. Oh, you got a delivery, David. Yeah, Big Bird. You can get all sorts of things delivered from the neighborhood. Mm-hmm. The neighborhood? All from the people in your neighborhood. The people that you meet when you're walking down the street. They're the master chef. The burger flipper. The corner store owner bag and low-fat milk with gum and pink shampoo. They're the culinary artists with delicious cuisines. That famous cookie shop in the magazine. All that? Well, you can also get empanadas down the street. Mango smoothie, sweet and tart. For the big shops to the mom and pops, they can bring it to me all the cart. They're the people that you meet each day. Get more from your neighborhood, from convenience to corners. At the very end, uh, Super Grover Boy. comes crashing down, which, by the way, this led me on a rabbit hole. I wanted to figure out the origins of his helmet, and it led <laughs> me to an article all about theories about Grover's daddy. And oh, whether or not he ever met Grover's dad and based on like snippets um, from things we've learned in books about Grover, there's a chance that his dad was never on the scene at all. But the helmet definitely came from his dad. But it's un- but his mom says, oh, yeah, your dad gave this to me or something. It was an interesting. It wasn't super sad. It was just like Sesame Street has always had there's- a foot in kind of like families have all kinds of shapes and oh, sizes. Interesting. Yeah. yeah, I didn't realize it was so uh, nuanced. Um what was I going to say? Oh, just as interesting, like DoorDash and Uber Eats are both uh, ringing the same bell this year, which is the local, the lo- localness of what, you're, what mm-hmm. you do when you use their services. In other words, that you're doing, you're not just uh, getting something that you want to eat, but you're doing good by, mm-hmm. by using their services, which I think is an interesting, we're all very conscious, of course, of like how businesses in our neighborhoods have suffered uh, through the pandemic. I wonder how legitimate this claim is that, you know, mm-hmm. you're doing a good thing when you use DoorDash. Mm-hmm. Um, DoorDash, we do spots for DoorDash. On, um... Then I'm sure it's very legitimate. <laughs> no, I, I'm actually, I'm, I'm kind of, uh, I was just pausing there because I know we've done um, ads for various delivery services, but we, we currently do DoorDash ads now. And... You know, when I'm and I, I like DoorDash and I like these services and I definitely lean into the message of like support your local support your local restaurant. You can use DoorDash also to get something as they even put in their copy from the Cheesecake Factory or Chipotle. And those aren't like shopping local or eating local necessarily. But clearly the message is better when you're kind of like do something good for your neighborhood. You know, um, I only I'm only saying that because you brought up kind of an interesting point with uber eat during the game with uber eats they're actually saying eat local and you're saying 
it's kind of impossible not to eat local. Like, yeah. even if you're getting it from a chain, it's still coming from your neighborhood because you're not getting delivery. I can't even get delivery from a pizza hut because right. it's too far away. Yeah, and I mean, I because I, I was like, what would be the alternative to eating, to ta- doing local takeout? Right, right. I guess the only thing you might say is that, like, a, a huge chain but even those are owned by local people you know i mean the franchise is owned by local people who live in your neighborhood so yeah yeah, so i think it's a little bit of a like um you know sort of ours is toasted in the sense of it's just built into the nature of the product category and so to claim that it's a uh a selling point is just sort of marketing Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. um and we'll get into the Uber Eats one later because um, I would say once again, like I, I think this DoorDash ad is very cute. It was probably somewhat costly to make and buy the time for when you consider all the IP and David Diggs. But like, it's well done. It's fine. You know what I mean? It, it's good. Like I, I would enjoy watching this commercial if they keep it running, which I yeah. hope they do during the regular season, you know? And I also wonder if if this was one that we didn't know was coming, if it would have been more of a shush-shush moment. Like, oh, look, it's David Diggs, but we kind of knew it was coming. Yeah, I wonder about that, too. It's such a complex ad. There's a lot happening visually and uh, with the music and with the, with the writing that I wonder if the concern with an ad like that is that you have to preview it because if you don't... Um, there's just it's just too much to take in mm. in the moment maybe although i find it easier to follow than some of these others like um actually that's the perfect transition to this next one this is for a company called fiverr which this is was a kind of a a mess right well we you and i had different takes on this but it was definitely complex so and i didn't know what it was for yes after i watched it the first time yeah it, well now we know fiverr is a company that is offering freelance services so if you run a business and you need some more person power um, this is like some sort of a you know new economy version of, of hooking up with uh, with some freelance work. I mean, it's probably not that much different than like growing up in the 80s and 90s. You had temp workers sure. who were working through like temp agencies. Um, and this one really tried to be of the moment in the way uh, in the teaser they just showed the now infamous slash famous outside shot of the Four Seasons total landscaping in Philadelphia that was used for the press conference that Rudy Giuliani held um, trying to convince the nation that Trump had won the election. And it was just such a mockable, mockable uh, event, right? There's a documentary coming out about how it all came together, and I'm honestly curious. Oh, yeah, that'll that'll be interesting. And so the teaser was you just saw the outside of the garage and you're just like oh you instantaneously kind of recognize it um funny how it enters your consciousness yeah so right quickly. which was a great tease yeah. but then like what are they going to do with that and unfortunately i do not feel like they really stick the landing what happens in this commercial is you see that garage door open and then it's very kind of futuristic inside and we we meet the um the head of the company is she the president of the company i think you looked this up yeah right? her name is like marissa or marina Cervano, Saravo. Saravo, okay. I forget what her first name is. It's something with an M. Um, so she's the real person. She really owns the company. You can tell that Philly accent is yeah. no joke. She owns Four Seasons, not Fiverr. Oh, yes, excuse me. She owns Four Seasons. And so she is the spokesperson uh, for this commercial talking about from a... It's actually a business business for business, like we talked about mm-hmm. a couple of weeks ago. Um, yeah, she's a small business owner talking about how this freelance uh service that provides uh you know individual contractors or whomever 
uh, has helped her business. And she does it all through the lens of when opportunity knocks on your door, you might find yourself in need of some extra hands or some extra brain power or whatever. The opportunity being, of course, that like this crazy thing happened to her business. And suddenly you have a note in here. We're on Wikipedia now. (laughs) No, not we're on Wikipedia now. Her quote in the article in the Philly Inquirer article I read about it was, we're a Wikipedia now. <laughs> That's actually really charming. The problem with this commercial, though, is not her or her Philly accent or her understanding of Wikipedia. It's that it's just so muddled. I'm a Wikipedia now. The the garage door opens and it's all futuristic inside, and she's in like kind of a almost like a Disney World kind of cart. I think it's uh, meant to be like a lawnmower for the 21st century. Okay, it and sort we, of looks like a lawnmower. And as she's driving through this, you know this expansive inside of this garage. It's just Which like, is very much built around landscaping. It's like huge beds of elaborate beds of flowers and all But it's all like technology laced sure, with all yeah. kinds of like future tech and teams of people and it's like I, I didn't get it at all, but I guess now it's like, oh because she took advantage of the opportunity, they went from just being a boring old landscaping business to like the future of landscaping. Right. But like, I feel like that message they is, need extra is help because so, they're growing so fast. It, but it's like they, it, to me, none of these things signified growth so much as signified like future tech, which is very weird because well, they're the, not a tech company. The first joke that you see is they show the Four Seasons Total Landscaping sign, and then being hung up next to it is and press venue, right? Because of course. Haha, ha, they're, they're but a then press they, venue which now. yeah, it's just like go with that then. Like it's just it's so confusing, Ron. Like it's so <laughs> confusing as to what's going on. Let's take a listen to this. Looks good, guys. Success. It's often right place, right time. She gets in her weird futuristic lawnmower. When opportunity knocks at your corrugated garage door, <laughs> corrugated. you roll that puppy up. Fiverr gets that. From graphic design to web development, or even a PR expert for things like they like- have, like they have a three D robot. Like I don't know if that's supposed to be for the future of lawn care, but again, like lean into the press event thing. There will be a nod to that later, but like it's just so unclear what they were doing. I think here. they're trying to showcase the kinds of professionals that they can connect you with. Oh. It's mostly communications and and uh, marketing, I suspect, you know, because she mentions like web design, mm-hmm. um, PR. Like I, I suspect that the kinds of people that you can hire through Fiverr are not an extra pair of, not someone else who's going to like run your big mower, but someone who probably like me, you know, is a free like if I were freelancing like I'd be the kind of person who would go through Fiverr. I think that they have just stuck with we're now a press venue, so we're hiring all these people, which are comms jobs and that type of it thing. It would make question, so much more sense. It may have been a question of of this of uh, uh, Marissa Saravo. I don't think it's Marissa, but anyway, it may have been a question of her wanting her brand to be more forward. In it. Maybe, but because I because mean, they're obviously not really a, they are a landscaping company. They're not a press venue. Give her another million dollars for it's. This is Fiverr's commercial. That's like, true. Uh, it's just I just I really feel strongly that this is a mess. I mean, maybe it's just that I'm dumb, but it just seems like such a mess. It seems like such a, a bad way to tell this story. And then they get to the very end. I'm going to fast forward a little bit here, and then there's the big payoff at the end. Um, I think she mentions the uh, the the venue work. the freelancers to get you where you want to be. Ma, we found a fifth season! <sighs> yeah! Yeah! So at the very end, some 
guy pops out of the ground and says, we found a fifth season, which I don't even think that's a very good joke. But beyond that, he says, ma. Yeah, he's not a freelancer. Your whole thing is freelance work, not having yeah. employees in the family. Like, how do you blow that? I don't know. I, I also read that his, her son is kind of like a MAGA head type. So I don't know. We don't know if that's actually her son. Actually but that's actually son. her. So you would you would assume maybe. But like, I just don't get it. Like, the whole commercial is so convoluted. But at least the one thing is, okay, this is a service to buy freelancers. And then at the very end... Hey, Ma, like one of her workers is her son. Did he hire, did she hire him via Fiverr? Like, no wonder I didn't know what this was for the first time I saw it. That's a completely unnecessary So infuriating. Um, Chipotle, we're still in best new The funniest joke is actually the very end when a woman who is wearing like a blue blazer and is very like buttoned up comes up to her and asks if this is the lobby. And she says, we're not a hotel. Yeah, right. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, I cut it off there. Um, okay, the Chipotle. The Chipotle had an ad. We talked about it last week. Can a burrito change the world? A little boy asks his sister and then gets into all kinds of um, uh, conversation about modern farming and sustainable farming. Uh, I think we were both pretty meh on that last week. Yeah, um, it, was, it was a little self-serious. Ooh, I feel another not as big of one. Don't worry, everybody. But I feel a minor rant coming in um, on this next commercial over one line. This is a 30-second commercial for Huggies. Not only was this the first time that Huggies advertised in the Super Bowl, this is the first diaper brand to ever buy a Super Bowl spot. Wow. Did you know that? I didn't. I got that from Business Insider. Of course, Business Insider also reported that... um, Rain Wilson was going to be appearing in. Oh, uh, what was he in last? Rain uh, Rain Wilson was in a Super Bowl series of commercials last year. That would have been a good series contender, actually, um, for a company that was advertising for the very first time. It was the sliced bread. It's the best thing since sliced bread, and he's the guy who's in charge of sliced bread. Oh yeah. Business Insider reported that that was airing this Super Bowl. Yeah. Well, Business Insider not last um, Super Bowl, so gets a lot, makes a lot of mistakes. Yeah. So maybe who knows? You can trust whether or not this is the first diaper ad in the Super Bowl. Um, and I think the voiceover is going to do a lot of the work here. Um, I will say that my favorite thing about this commercial is the cinematography. It's a lot of uh, bright colors, interesting angles. I think cute babies. As, as we see these cute babies come into the world and and figure things out for the first time welcome baby we're so glad you're here meeting earth world meet babies born today like literally hours ago and good news kid being a baby is pretty great you can eat when you want sleep when you want okay <laughs> correct me if i'm wrong here Babies cannot eat whenever they want. That's why they cry. They need somebody to feed them. The yeah. whole adults can eat whenever they want, not babies. <laughs> You're right. It drives me crazy. The logic is so off maybe, there. Maybe the implicate maybe the suggestion is that you can always cry and get food. I guess so. I mean, but you literally see an adult human hand going in the fridge for a bottle because babies can eat whenever they want. No, babies don't have the agency. That's one of the great things about being an adult. You can have candy for dinner. Well, news kid, being a baby can. is pretty great. You can eat when you want. Nope. Sleep when you want. And go when you want. That's where we come in. We're Huggies. Hi. And with your parents, we'll help you get the hang of things in this crazy world. Huggies, we got you, baby. What do you think, babes? I've made my opinions known. 
it's just kind of a blah for me. It's fine. Whatever. It's fine. It's cute. It's, you know, it's it's visually interesting. The you can eat what you want didn't catch my ear, but you're right. They can't eat when they want. Um, so yeah, I mean, just as it's kind of a nothing for me though. Mm. Um, I feel like I'm in a bad mood. There's a lot of good stuff and I keep on grousing I know, about you, things. I'm like, you said you liked all these ads. What do you, what did you like? Well, there we'll, we'll get to them. But, um, so this next one, I actually want to ask you, should we play it? Cause we got to start skipping through these a little bit faster. This next one was something for Dr. Squatch soap, which was like soap for men. And it tries to, I mean, there is a lot to say here, socially speaking. Do you want me to play this commercial or All not? Right. Yeah, we'll skip a later one. Okay. Um, so this is, um, they're, they're creating a need here in the marketplace, I think. Right. Because right? men already have soap, let's be honest. Right. Exactly. And when I was talking, I wasn't talking to Luke about commercials on the show this week, but when he brought it up, um, he did say, are there a lot of men in there who are like thinking I need a better soap? And I'm like, no, this is one of those ads where they are planting the idea. They're trying to create a new market for soap for men. Yeah. No, Old Spice has a body yeah. wash and they do a body washes for men to add that I think is great because mm-hmm. body washes a little bit of a different category where that has been primarily aimed at women Mm -hmm. but men don't know how to how to get some get soap on them is not a problem right and so they're trying to kind of say hey listen that soap it's actually very similar to the old spice i think they're saying that soap that you're using isn't uh made for you so we're making soap for you and what they're doing here is they're trying to walk this line between being like hey men we're talking to you because men are different but it's also 2021 we try not to be super gendered or or uh, toxically masculine so they also throw a line in here like and men you like to have your hair braided by your daughters, which is like such a, it seems like such pandering to me, given the obvious vibe of this commercial. This just sets my teeth on edge <laughs> in every way. It's like, this is the combination somewhere between like the unicorn pooping commercials for like potty stool or whatever that right. thing was. I'll never say the word potty stool again. My apologies. <laughs> uh, that, that kind of like weird and randomness mixed with like, hey guys, we're talking to you. Yeah. <laughs> your soap is. <laughs> Ugh. And your body wash is a synthetic detergent. But you're not a dish. You're a man. Switch to Dr. Squatch Natural Soap for Men. For men who build things, open pickle jars on the first try. Slay dragons and let their daughters braid their hair. Men who- Like they're both trying to make fun of the idea of masculinity, but they're also trying to sell the idea of masculinity, which kind of yeah. irritates me. And this has a real this has a real feel of these kind this kind of ad that airs um like on streaming yeah. platforms and stuff. It's cheaply made. It's the it's the owner of the company talking directly to the camera. Is it the owner? Oh, I assume. I mean Oh, I kind of didn't assume because he's such a um let's see here. Um I don't I don't I don't anyway. think that's the owner. He's he's got this like kind of male handsome bearded long-haired vibe. I do not find him handsome for the record. Mm. But anyway, point being, they you have a a spokesperson talking directly to the camera. Um a lot of sort of fast one-liners and also like you said like trying to both to have it both ways that uh that modern masculinity is about being comfortable and and non-gendered but also it's gendered right exactly the, by the way the guy is james schrader who's a comedian writer actor and podcaster in <laughs> san diego um i guess i'll play a little bit more of this who like to feel good and smell titillating dr squatch takes you places you never thought you'd go naked 
Anyway, that's it, Doctor Squatch. Yeah, I am uh, not into it. Not into it. No, thank you. Um, now we have a whole bunch here. I'm going to read some to you, and you tell me which ones you think we should delve into. There was a commercial for Vroom, which is a online car buying service where they deliver the car to you. Yeah, Wanna it's get a into pretty. It's a pretty. Gr- we can just talk about it. Okay. It's, it's a pretty grim torture scene where the 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 guy who's buying a car is being tortured. Um, and then he kind of wakes up from his fantasy of being, or, you know, his imagining being tortured, realizes that he was being tortured in a car dealership, but he doesn't have to go to a car dealership to be tortured to buy a car anymore. He can use Vroom. Yes. And, um, he... I always wonder if, like, Amnesty International has a problem with those kind of ads. I know. It is, it is really dark. It's yeah. really dark. Um, and then when the car is delivered, it's like, it, by contrast, it's he and his, presumably his wife, sitting out on their tree lawn in, in lawn chairs, which I'm probably overthinking it, but... What's a I, tree lawn? Oh, that's what we called, like, the area between the sidewalk and the street that has some grass on it. Oh, okay. In the neighborhood. I could be wrong about that. But they're sitting on the curb, basically, which I'm probably overthinking it, but I sort of feel like sitting in chairs outside somewhat distant has a very 2020 slash 2021 pandemic vibe to it as well. I mean, they are outside because they're waiting for the delivery of a car, but it just sort of seems of the moment in that way. Um, we talked about Oatly Milk with that uh, weird uh, that weird commercial with the CEO singing in the in the field. That's a newcomer this year. Robinhood. This, of course, is the app that's gotten yeah. a lot of press recently. Robinhood is the app that allows you to allows more like regular people to invest and trade in the markets. Yeah. Um, now I saw in your sheet. I don't know if this was on purpose or not, but it looked like this one was highlighted. Was there something specific on this that you wanted to talk about? It seemed very straightforward forward you see a bunch of people in their daily lives um and the commercial voiceover is just like this is the app for everyday people yeah i just want to talk about it because it's uh because they've been in the news lately for the gamestop mm-hmm. uh shenanigans and uh if you haven't followed that story i won't rehash it here but essentially they're doing a lot of damage control i get it's funny i get a um like a daily sort of like digest of jobs and communications you know like i'm not looking but i just sort of some I signed up for it some yeah. years ago, and now I get it every day. And as at, right after the GameStop thing started happening, I started getting all these job postings from Robinhood, like, we need a federal relations mm-hmm. manager. We need a PR mm-hmm. manager. Like, yeah, you fucking do. Now, that story was only and about... They need, and they also needed to spend $5 million on a Super Bowl ad. Well, I was going to say, I would be surprised that you could buy a Super Bowl ad within two weeks of the Super Bowl. But surely they wouldn't have if that hadn't happened. You don't think so? Well, all kinds of apps are advertised this year. This one that happened to be in the news for like really fucking people over already had a Super Bowl ad buy in the in the works. Well, I know. I mean, we were doing Robin Hood ads on TBTL about a year and a half, two years ago. They are in they, the advertising market. I'm not saying like, they didn't ever do marketing, but like it. Just, I find it very hard to believe that this kind of. Um, and the type of ad that they're running here where it's very much like we're for the people is just that it just happened to coincide with this incredibly huge story in which they were painted as the villains. Hmm. I am going to look that up because I'd be super surprised if this was a reaction to because I would be very, very surprised if that was a reaction that that in two weeks time they produced and bought and placed a super a 30 second straightforward Super Bowl ad about their app and how we're all regular people Um, but I'm not going to play it because it doesn't get into anything that nods towards that it just talks about how everyone can be an investor exactly Um, and then um, 
Oh, this was kind of interesting. There was a diabetes, I guess, I mean, what would you call it? It's, it's like the, it's called Dexcom and it's a diabetes tester so that you don't have to prick your finger. It's the type of thing we've talked about before where you kind of wear a little piece of technology somewhere on your skin, maybe on your arm. I think this one goes on your side. And instead of having to prick your finger to check your blood levels, you can just look at the app on your phone. And this one had Nick Jonas as a spokesperson for it. And it used, I didn't even know that was Nick Jonas. I found out today. I didn't know either. Um, and it used some kind of flashy technology to say that, like, we live in a world where there's all kinds of modern tech. We have self-driving cars. He said he, at one point he snaps his fingers and, his, and he changes his face from being uh, Nick Jonas's face to the face of an old man. He's like, I can do this with technology. Why are we still pricking our fingers? This is not where we are, technologically speaking, in 2021. The thing that I thought was really notable about it is they never show the device that sticks to your skin. And I'm not saying this to make anybody feel bad about having to use it, but it doesn't look comfortable in the commercials you and I have seen. It doesn't look appealing to me. It doesn't. And it doesn't look um, futuristic. It looks medical. Yes, exactly. And of course, it is medical. And I don't mean that as a pejorative. Yeah. But it doesn't look like, you know, what looks futuristic is that, um, you know, migraine crown that I talked about a while ago. Oh, you ago. mentioned that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So anyway, I just thought it was kind of interesting that this commercial, which by the way, a diabetes ad airing before halftime, I thought was kind of interesting too, because you just think of like a lot of whiz bang and soda pop and snacks and everything. And then, well, enough soda pops and snacks. Our and, diabetes numbers must yeah. be skyrocketing right. for it to be the kind of product that's being advertised to an audience that large. And then there was a commercial for something called Gong, which is like um, Salesforce style software. Yeah. Right? That's all I understand as well. And it used like kind of forced perspective a little bit to make it seem like... And I think some giant props. Yeah, and some giant props to make it seem like you were talking to like a... Or that the, the spokesperson was kind of a, a, a guy who was only like a few inches tall, but then at the end it's kind of revealed that it's all just perspective because yeah. he walks up to a coffee cup and picks it up and he's regular size. Because it can make size. a little company feel like a big company. I don't think it's worth playing. It didn't really do a lot for me. I kind of found these last ones very fine, you yeah, know, unobjectionable, in- but fine. Yeah, it's interesting with these because what we're, the category we're talking about right now, with the most part, I mean, Huggies is a big brand. DoorDash, Scott Miracle Grow, these are all, you know, like pretty big brands. Um, but most of these are are startups and apps and and new and new tech and things like that. So it's interesting that as a category, for the most part, it's either feels kind of low pro or just very uninspired, you know, very straightforward, mm-hmm. like we sell diapers, we sell um, you know, investment and we're an investment app. Right, right. We sell burritos. And the future. Yeah, we sell burritos, exactly. Um, I, looking at these, the only one that I even found impressive at all, and I, I thought it was fine, but, I, but enjoyable, was the DoorDash Sesame Street one. You had Scott Miracle Grow, which I hated, and if you like it, I'll break up with you. Uh, DoorDash, <laughs> Fiverr, Chipotle, Well, see, this Huggies. is the one I feel like Oatly deserves to win. This is, uh, really? this is Best New Artist. I mean, yeah. if someone's going to make a splash, 
coming on. You're right. Coming I, you out know to the out onto the field. I think it's it's Oatley. I yeah, mean, actually, you're right. Actually, everything you said is right. I think I was skipping it because I'd already picked it for something else. I told you not to um, pick it earlier. That was what I was trying to explain. Well, things can win, like you know, best <laughs> actor and best yeah, director. Yeah, five, five bully winner. <laughs> right. Oatly milk. <laughs> winner of the coveted bully award. <laughs> um, okay, great. Oatly milk. That's uh, one one and a half so far. Yeah. Categories. Uh, the next Where's category. The, that music. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm being a terrible producer. Can you tell that I just have too much going on? <laughs> yeah, you do have to run. We all just the have a glut. <laughs> That's for you, Oatley. All right, we're going to start moving through these because a lot of these now we will have already talked exactly. About. We're doing a, we're laying a lot of the groundwork, so these categories that are coming up might have more contestants, but we've already talked about them. Most valuable celebrity we knew was going to be the biggest yeah, category that is a that is a very competitive category because that's the number one strategy for super bowl commercials get a big name which i'm kind of against as being a rule of thumb although some people do um you know wield the celebrities well um scott miracle grow again the perfect example of just having tons of celebrities and nothing to say and nothing good to do with them yeah um Amazon Alexa's body. We talked about this in great detail in last week's show. It's one of my favorite commercials of the entire Super Bowl this year. And it was year. really held till very close to the end yes. of the game. Um, and I'll, this is for the Amazon Echo. And you have a woman and she's imagining what it would be like if her Alexa was actually inside the body of Michael B. Jordan. It is sexy. It is funny. Yeah. It is executed perfectly it's great. it is funny because you have the 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 jealous husband of this woman and again in the past i feel like amazon has dumped a lot of money into their super bowl echo campaigns but they've always been off by yes. a click or two for me and they nailed it out of the park really this did. year i cannot this is extremely good i cannot say enough good things about this commercial it is one of my favorite commercials actually in a long time so i might be uh tipping my hand there a little bit um we talked about doritos 3d with matthew mcconaughey last week he's a flat man he's a flat man totally fine commercial got a chuckle out of it glad to see mcconaughey not being used as just like either all right all right all right guy or i'm, I'm smarter a, and deeper I'm than i really am guy. yeah because i drive a what a lincoln yeah he likes lincoln's well i don't know if he likes them he sells them he says he likes them um uber eats we knew that wayne and garth mike myers this and Dana Carvey. yeah we're gonna be uh, resurrecting their roles as wayne and garth for wayne's world they ended up bringing in cardi b as well let's take a listen to this if you're familiar with the wayne's world setup at all um then you know exactly what we're seeing it begins exactly like the old saturday night live skit they're in their basement they're doing an episode of wayne's world this local access message is brought to you by uber eats Where Hey everyone, welcome to Wayne's World. Party on Wayne. Party on Garth. As a local access show, we want everyone to support local restaurants. But we'd never manipulate you the way all these other commercials do. So now they're inserting all these like kind of subliminal messages, which again, this is a direct callback to the types of things they used to do on their show, right? Yes. Sure. That's really sad. They're holding up little totally. babies that are dressed as them. We're better than that. Yeah, we'd never shamelessly rely on a celebrity cameo. Right, Cardi B? Yeah, eat local. 
or jump on the latest trend. Now they're doing like TikTok dances. That part is the part that gets me. They're doing that TikTok dance where they're like kind of jumping and then when they land, they're all wearing different outfits. And in one of them, they're all dressed in Cardi B's like green gown with, how do you describe that? Like faux fur. With faux fur on it. And then uh, at the end, they are all Dana Carvey's or they're all, I guess that's um, Garth. And uh, and Cardi B is doing a little dance as Garth. It's kind of cute. All right. Local heat, Queens World, Yummy Time, Excellent. So you know. I guess it's kind of what I expected. I'm not a big Wayne's World guy necessarily. You know, I really was. I loved Wayne's World. And I think I said this last week. I like Cardi B a lot. I think she's um, a, just in general, I like her. I wonder if they could have found a guest there who was either more nostalgic or somehow felt more more in on the joke somehow or, or more more ownership of the joke i'm not saying cardi b wasn't in on mm-hmm. it or that she doesn't get it mm-hmm. I, mean, what's I actually get? did if anything i i if she hadn't been in it she's my favorite part of it let me put it that way i i think i see where you're going here like but if there had been some reason why it was her yeah it felt a little random or a little bit like let's let's grab somebody who's more current and just sort of throw them into mm-hmm. this to try to like cover the waterfront and i i wish it had been someone who felt more um, organic to their universe mm-hmm. um, somehow, and I uh, I just don't think Cardi B was the right pick. So mm-hmm. this was fine for me, but nothing spectacular. The only thing I'd push back on that there is I just find it hard to believe that a company like Uber Eats would just spend tons of money on celebrity <laughs> cameos without having a real thoughtful reason for it. Um, out of all of the Uber Eats ads that have been airing, I would say this is my favorite, but yeah, they but lowered it's a low, the bar. It's a low like, bar. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, we talked last week about the Cheetos ads starring me, uh, Mila Kunis, Ashton Kutcher, and Shaggy. Yeah. My feelings on Having that. Having seen well, a, all, all of the ads now, that one is even worse than I really tanked it really tanked for me yeah it just they Ashton Kutcher it cannot deliver I mean I almost wonder was that the joke what a bad singer he is I mean it must have been right I mean it wasn't lost on anybody I guess but but why is that funny say like you know specifically say purposely sing bad right I don't know Uh, it felt like it wasn't quite bad enough to be that's the joke but it also was very bad right and uh, not enjoyable on my earballs. Yeah. So I don't know. Like Mila Kunis was fine. She's she's got so much on screen presence. It's really hard to tamp that down. Shaggy did well, but like I saw it once and I was like mildly amused. And it, like unlike some of these ads we've talked about, where we're excited to see it again, and we're like the the Alexa one with Michael B. Jordan. Yes, that was as as good or better on the second watch. Yes. And I feel like the one with the Cheetos is diminishing returns. I would agree with that. Um, also, while we're just talking celebrity, you had uh, David Diggs and actually all of the Muppets in Sesame Street. I'll consider that a celebrity. Um, Logitech with Lil Nas X. We talked about that last week. He's just, you see a bunch of people uh, being very creative using Logitech technology while he kind of says inspiring things about creativity over top of it. Um, Stella Artois with Lenny Kravitz. I think that was a pretty 
unmemorable Very commercial. Yeah, where yeah. again, I think he's just kind of saying something that's supposed to be quasi deep over top of imagery. Um, the Jason Alexander hoodie we talked about. Um, oh, Tracy Morgan, uh, let's get into these Rocket Mortgage commercials, shall we? Yeah. How do you set this up? So you have a family. Uh, they're in. They're checking out a house that's for sale. They're in an open house, and they they ask themselves out loud whether they're going to be qualified for the mortgage and they say they're pretty sure Q Tracy Morgan kind of coming out of I think he's maybe in the bathroom he's somewhere like where he shouldn't be in the house he's weirdly in the bathtub yeah. eating like I don't know if it's fondue but he's eating strawberries <laughs> on a long stick that he's dipping in whipped cream Which, fondue style it's credit actually to Tracy Morgan he's really built up an image for himself as the kind of famous person who would do a weird thing like yeah, that. Yeah, right, exactly. So anyway, he kind of pops out and starts talking about all the other ways in which being pretty sure would not be good enough. Right. Can we even afford this house? I'm pretty sure we can. Pretty sure? With Rocket Mortgage, you can be certain. Not pretty sure. What's the difference? Let me show you. I'm pretty sure these aren't poisonous. They're out in the woods, and he picks a mushroom up off the ground. Meanwhile, the the father figure die or falls backwards behind him, presumably poisoned. One thing I think that is kind of funny about this is Tracy Morgan brings up all the dangers, but then the negative effects happen to the dad of the family, oh, yeah. not Tracy Morgan. I could see it going the other way, right, where Tracy Morgan keeps getting himself into a pickle, but instead he's getting this guy into trouble. Yeah, and I think it's more on brand for him to be inadvertently throwing somebody sure. else uh, under the bus. Yes, my favorite line is coming up here. We're going to cut to a uh, airplane where the family is getting ready to skydive out of the airplane, but instead of wearing parachutes, they're just wearing like children's backpacks. And you'll hear Tracy Morgan say, um, I'm pretty sure these are... Uh, parachutes and the daughter says there's a sandwich in mine that's <laughs> my favorite line well, I'm pretty sure these are parachutes mine has a sandwich that's mine, <laughs> that's mine. I'm pretty sure you do not run I'm pretty sure you can take Batista down here's Dave Batista and now they're in like a fight club and Batista's wailing on the dad now it's murder hornets. I'm pretty sure we can make it. They're jumping over a drawbridge. Certain is bad. Let's go with certain. Good choice. So, so now they're back in the house. The fantasy sequence is over. Yes, and so they decided they're going to stick with certainty. Now, I told you earlier. Oh, then there's a button at the end where they move in and they realize Dave Batista is their neighbor. My favorite part is Dave Batista's walking a dog and Tracy Morgan says, I'll take the dog. <laughs> yeah, while the father runs away. Now, I thought this was interesting. This came so close to making it into the serialized category. I don't know. Maybe they... the creatives just were not familiar with the Bowley Awards because <laughs> they came so close to making it into that category. This next spot which it would be was hard to compete made, with paramount that is year. true um i'm pretty sure tell me if i'm wrong because i was pretty strident about this before but i'm pretty sure this is now the story of a family that already bought their house and they're moving in but it's clearly a different family but why would they need a mortgage I if they've already moved that's in? why I'm, maybe i'm wrong because i was confused by that too it seemed like they were, were using rocket mortgage now to keep track of their payments or something let's take a listen and see if i'm wrong now what? Okay, hold on. I'm going to go back a little bit so you can hear what the intro is. They're walking up to this, this couple's walking up to a house, and she says, I love this place. We both love this place. Now what? Well, I'm pretty sure we have everything in order. Pretty sure. With Rocket, you could be certain. Not pretty sure. 
See, it doesn't it look like there's people moving. Is that an open house here? I suspect this is another open house. It's a little ambiguous, but I can't imagine the scenario in which they would be walking into a house that they already own and saying that they are they think they have everything in order. Yeah, I am very I am confused and probably just straight up wrong about that. But I guess it's like we love this place. I thought we were seeing a sold sign at the beginning, but I guess not. It's just another open no, house. I'm pretty sure we have. Ever- yeah, it's an open house. I'm totally wrong. I'm totally wrong. OK, sorry. Sorry for being strident. Anyway, and, that's, uh, and then they, you know, go on more adventures and get in more trouble. Uh, there's a Skechers ad with Tony Romo and his wife. It's, These always make me... S- they're so funny to me in a way that they're not meaning to be. Because I think that Tony Romo is kind of like the star of the NFL, like, announcer set these days. He's so lovable. He's so interesting. But these sketchers are just, they look super comfortable. And that's the selling point. And I'm sure, like, if you are uh, in the healthcare industry and you got to be on your feet all day, these yeah. are really good shoes. But they look like nurses' shoes. But they just look like not very good shoes. But it's it's such a weird Pairing Tony Romo in these shoes. I agree. It's just like he's he's really leaning into this to his identity as like a middle aged guy, and his his this, his domesticity of these ads is to me it's not like it doesn't appeal to me as a marketing mm-hmm. you know uh, scheme. But I I think it maybe makes sense as a marketing scheme for for the audience they're looking to to talk to, which is probably suburbanites, mm-hmm. right? And it's him and his wife, and they. They like it's all these jokes about how they do everything to the max, and the contrast, of course, is that they're in this very like suburban setting. But he drives like a monster truck, and yeah. she sleeps on ten mattresses, and he's got a sandwich, just a Dagwood sandwich right. that's like seven feet tall. Um, so we'll we'll skip the audio for that one. I kind of want to skip this one too. It was the Pizza Hut commercial. I think it's notable that Pizza Hut is leaning heavily into the nostalgia, and we've yeah. talked about that on the show recently. I won't be surprised if they redo their restaurants to be like those yeah. 80s versions when people can go back to restaurants again. Yeah, because you and I were on our socially distant road trip. We those Tiffany's lamps. passed a lamps. couple of them, one of them in uh, Wendover, and we wanted to go so badly, but we were just like, nah, not during a pandemic, you know? Yeah. But if it wasn't a pandemic, we definitely would have gone in there and drinking Mountain Dew out of those big plastic <laughs> glasses. Um, in this I one, do love though, Craig Robinson so much. Yeah, in this one you have Craig Robinson, of course, first famous from the office and then see hot tub time machine yep hot tub time machine and you know everybody knows who craig robinson is do you want me to play it i mean he's sitting in not a pizza hut but he's sitting in like his own rumpus room which he has designed to be like an old pizza hut from the 80s pac-man machine and he's playing is it pac-man or miss pac-man maybe it's pac-man yeah maybe it's miss pac-man i don't know but uh yeah i guess it's pac-man and well here i'll let him take it from here Take it, Mr. Robinson. Man, me and Pizza Hut go way back. I've been playing this game since 82. You ever think Pac-Man gets tired of eating these same little dots? Mm. Mm. I mean, who eats dots anyway? I need a variety. I can get any three toppings on my large pizza for just 10 bucks. Pepperoni, sausage, bacon. Run, little man, run! Go! The $10 tastemaker, only from Pizza Hut. I think I'm about to out-pizza the hut. No, no, no one out-pizza the hut. <laughs> I kind of like the end. That's the only part that sort of gets me. Aside from that, it's inoffensive, but it doesn't do much for me. Oh, I really like it. Do you? I mean, it's not my, you know, best in show or anything, but I, I appeal, he appeals to me so much, and all of the paraphernalia in that is so evocative. Um, yeah, I, I think it was a, a good, I think it was a winner. Now, this next one I do want to play the audio for because it's a series of jokes. It's not a bad idea, and the jokes aren't all bad, but I have 
one kind of nitpicky thing with it, and it's for M&Ms, and the celebrity in this, it takes a while to get to him. We see a whole bunch of like kind of non-famous people in, in various situations, and then at the end, we'll see Daniel Levy. And it's Levy, not Levy, right? I yeah, assume of course, so. It's, yeah. it's Eugene Levy, right? I think, of course. So, so the Daniel Levy, um, and, you know, Shit's Creek fame. Um, and uh, but the the point of this commercial is when you do an oopsie to somebody, <laughs> you give them a bag of M and M's as an apology, right? right? And the, so there's all kinds of scenarios where people need to apologize. So they're um, giving somebody a bag of M and M's, which isn't terrible. My problem with it is they don't set up the joke with a kind of a a straightforward scenario at first before getting weirder and weirder. The very first one is a guy kicks the seat of the guy in front of him in an airplane. The guy in the front seat jostles coffee or something all over himself and he's stained. And then the guy gives him a bag of M&M's and says, sorry, I kicked your seat on purpose. That's the very first joke. It's like on purpose. Why? The on purpose, you guys just thought it was funny, yeah. but it ruins the set. I'm I'm being overly nerdy about this, but it just doesn't make sense. It should have just been like, here, sorry I kicked your seat. Yeah, or I think you're right. I actually think it's an okay joke because we all have that feeling when someone pushes, you know, we, of wanting to kick the seat in front of us when it's pushed too far mm-hmm. back. I think that's an okay joke to have in there, but start with something that's truly just an accident. Like, yes. you know, sorry, I let my grocery grocery cart hit your car or something. Exactly. Sorry, I accidentally let your cat run away when I was cat sitting. Right. That's a mouthful. I, I don't know why I thought that. But like, you that's know. Ju- that's You're going to have to get me a lot of M&Ms yeah, if that's or, the mistake. Or just made. one of those giant M&Ms <laughs> that is also sentient, um, which we'll see those too later on. Can you tell I wasn't sure if I was saying sentient correctly? Can yes. you see what I was doing there? Because it's not sentient, is it? I don't know. Can you say both? I guess, I don't know. All right. Well, good. I'm glad I'm wasting time on this. I feel bad for kicking your seat on purpose. I'm sorry for mansplaining. That's when a man... <laughs> I know what it is. <laughs> we should have just told you it's a boy. <laughs> Okay, so in this one, we see somebody who, uh, we see a party, it's clearly a gender reveal party, and everybody is covered in blue paint, and there's smoke in the air, and that's why they're saying we should have just told you. I think it's that blue powder that they release from those god-awful gender reveal parties. We should have just told you it's a boy. (laughs) I wish you didn't have to hear all that. Talking to his priest. That's a guy after confession talking to his priest. You don't see the priest. You just see him, like, as as somebody who grew up Catholic, that really speaks to me. They just kind of <laughs> rushes out of the church looking embarrassed. Sorry I called you Karen. That's my name. Sorry your name is Karen. <laughs> I promise I will not eat any more of your friends. Okay, so now that's Daniel Levy, and he is at a table with a couple of those big live M&Ms, and he's saying, I'm sorry. Or what does he say? I guess I promise I won't eat any that's more of your thing. friends. That's the other thing. The construction of the apology is a little bit different each time, yeah. or or it's not consistent. Which is, I guess they're. Tr- I guess it's intentional, but it feels a little bit messy. Yes, it's just like they wanted to get all their jokes in there, but they, they, I, I feel like they are, they're missing the forest for the trees a little bit yeah. by having each one of these precious jokes. You can just tell they like them so much that they didn't put them in the right order or ramp up in in a in a rhythm that makes sense comedically you know and i know this as a comedic writer myself who's (laughs) made a lot of money in writers rooms i promise i will not eat any more of your friends really the red m&m is trapped in his car it might happen one more time 
And that's just like really explicit. Yes, we just chow down on these living beings, which is we've talked about that before. Yeah, we always find that problematic. I also wanted to mention that the scene at the gender reveal party um, where the blue powder has exploded Mm. all over everybody is a little too real. I don't know if you heard about this Um, over the weekend, um, actually the day before the Super Bowl in Michigan, a man died when at a baby shower now to be fair not not a gender it wasn't a gender reveal party all the people have died because of gender reveal parties and forest fires have been started um these people for their um for their baby shower like fired a cannon that they bought used at some estate sale and the cannon exploded and the shrapnel killed their friend yes i heard about so you know what Everyone just dial it the fuck down with your, your baby stuff. Just have your damn baby. Just have your damn baby. I hear a lot about how it's a miracle in and of itself. Yeah. Just do that. Just do that. Um, okay, GM. Now, is GM the company that has made the promise to only sell electric vehicles by 2035? I think so, I yeah. Believe so, I mean, right? that's certainly the the theme of this. Now, I don't know if it's specific to the um, the time that you mentioned, but this is an ad with Will Ferrell, Keenan Thompson, and Aquafina. Will Ferrell is in sort of full uh, like mountain man style that he's been doing lately. Mm-hmm. He's very like woolly and and, and beardy, um, and he starts talking in his like Im- inimitable way about how Norway is outpacing us in buying electric vehicles. And he kind of rounds up his friends Keenan and Aquafina. He gets mad by the way when he points to Norway and the globe. <laughs> he punches the globe. At Norway, the globe sticks to his hand, for the and for the, the rest of the commercial, he's got a globe stuck to his hand. I got to tell you, maybe I'm angry. tipping my hand. No, but no, this I think, is such a winner. I think so too. I think this is going to win best use of celebrity. I, I think it's certainly in the. It's got to be in the top three. I love this so. So much. Will Ferrell's talking to us. He starts with. He's got sort of a, sort of a conspiracy theory nut background to him like there's maps everywhere with like you know strings connecting this and that he's he's got the set you've got the he's sense. got the charlie day thing going on yeah he's got a little bit of a charlie day thing going on and um just so that we can play this uninterrupted for a while we will say that after he's done talking to us he shows up at keenan's house he does a good job by the way speaking of like leveraging celebrity like i think it's smart they don't I don't think it's awkward, but he uses both of his friends' names. You hear him say, yeah. hi, Keenan. So it's just a way of like reinforcing, oh, is that Keenan? Okay, it is. Um, and uh, Keenan, for some reason, is dressed as a pirate. Yes, with a parrot on his shoulder. And you'll hear ne- why. Never. Oh, does, oh, it is explained? Yeah, I think he says, like, okay. uh, my daughter asked me to do this or something along those lines. Oh, okay. So it's just another weird thing. I would be fine if it wasn't explained. Yes, you're right. And then when he gets to Aquafina, she's um, practicing archery in her backyard, and he starts catching the arrows to try to get her attention. Did you know that Norway sells way more electric cars per capita than the U.S.? Norway. <laughs> 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 Well, I won't stand for it. <laughs> Come on. Ah, never mind. With GM's new Ultium battery, we're gonna crush those losers. I love that line. We're gonna crush those losers. Crush those losers. Crush them! Let's go, America. Keenan, Norway's out EVing us. Wait, what's this? Oh, it's my daughter's birthday. She's really a pirate. I don't lately. care. Grab an EV, meet me in Norway. Okay, can I say goodbye to my family? Nope. All right. <laughs> All right. Meet me in Norway. Ah! <clears throat> Aquafina, sorry to disturb you, but Norway's beating us at EVs. Nuh-uh. Uh-huh. Nuh-uh. Uh-huh. Meet me there in an hour. 
Can I ride with you? No! GM's Ultium battery is made for all Now he's, he's driving onto into a shipping container. Yes, and he's going to be on a big ship that gets him across the Whoa. sea. Why don't we all just go together? Knowing Will, he's probably flying private. He's hurling over the side of this cargo ship. Now he has arrived into the most idyllic little Scandinavian, Scandinavian town. It's so beautiful. Hey, Norway, listen up, you fish-loving. Oh, this place is adorable. Damn it. Where are you guys? We're in Finland. Where are you? I'm in Norway. Norway? You're in Sweden. Damn it! <laughs> and then it just says, we're coming, Norway. Oh, yeah. 30 new EVs by 2035, I think it said. Um, great ad. Great use of their particular talents and celebrity. I think it's so good. There, it's the right amount of celebrity, all told. I think you have Will Ferrell, obviously, is the biggest star in that. Um, but unlike where I felt like the, uh, the Cardi B addition to the Wayne's World felt a little sort of jammed in. This, to me, is like a perfect chemistry. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it's um, unclear why. It's unclear why, but somehow the chemistry just works. Will Ferrell is a huge talent. I think the story about GM kind of comes through. Like, I'm still, I still remember what it was for. Mm-hmm. Um, also, he's got, like, a weird obsession with, uh, like, Scandinavia. I, I recently oh, really? became, uh, like, a huge fan of this movie he made called Eurovision. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Which was, I should watch that. It's not funny, right? Well, I mean, it has its funny moments, but mostly it's just singing. Mm-hmm. And I actually got, like, unironically obsessed with one of the songs in it. Right. He It's interesting. Like, And he made an all-Spanish-language movie, too. Yeah, right? a House of the, Me Casa, de Casa de Mi Padre. He just likes messing around with and, like, kind of exploring different yeah. kind of cultural and he has and the whatnot. he has the credibility to do it because yeah. he can also churn out, you know, some massive... A comedic blockbuster and it's not disrespectful it's not like a nacho libre or whatever yeah you know? no he just seems to sort of like kind of like ch- try out these other looks try out these yeah. other things for a while so anyway will ferrell great you're great so ad uh listing some more in this celebrity category we've talked about a lot of these now you have uh, paramount those paramount plus commercials we were talking about which uh, i thought was a pretty had, good use of celebrity but i would say so as too and so packed like yes, i said like there's yes. something for everyone and and but followable and yeah. if you don't know who the celebrities are it's not too much of a, of a distraction right um the mountain dew john cena ad we talked about count the box Models, the uh, diabetes test with uh, Nick Jonas. I'm only laughing. I'm not laughing at diabetes. I'm laughing at the <laughs> I'm fact laughing that at neither, neither one of us knew is Nick Jonas. Um, and then this one is definitely worth playing. This one I think is this one definitely is for me, on the radar. It's too. the top three. This one. Yeah. Like, this is one of the few that can really. Um, this one and this other one that's coming up for Michelob Ultra are. For me, the ones that can maybe take a run at that Will Ferrell ad. The the one of the things that I think lowers this in my estimation to a degree is how much I dislike the the latest slate of Jake from State Farm ads, and this is part of that campaign. But you just hate Aaron Rodgers so much. No, no, it's actually not even the Aaron Rodgersness of it. It's just that I, you know, we've talked about that campaign so much. The whole conceit of it, like 
of no, it's not the Aaron Rodgers special price. Anybody can get this price. It just whatever. It doesn't work for me. I do think the new Jake from State Farm is better than the old Jake from State Farm. Um, but in this we call one, him hot Jake in this house. Sorry, hot Jake, hot Doctor Jake. Uh, <laughs> in, in this one, we have Jake from State Farm and Aaron Rodgers and Patrick Mahomes, and they're all in like director's chairs. They're in a they're on a set somewhere. And what we learn pretty quickly, they they jam a lot into this thirty seconds. So I have to really talk. Yeah, this and up. I think it really holds up to sec to multiple watchings for that reason. Yes, absolutely. I almost wonder if this is one that they wanted longer, but then had to go with this cut. But what we quickly learn, almost too quickly learn, is that. Jake or some producer has hired stand-ins for each one of these people. The very first one we see and hear from is just like the the Wisconsin, you know, Green Bay Packers fan, heavyset guy with a big cheese block on his head. And he used to be the guy who in state old State Farm ads would come up to Aaron Rodgers and yell discount double check. Right. You know, I keep forgetting that. Luke told He's me He's also well, a right? pretty well-known act character actor. His name's Adrian Martinez. He was oh. in Focus... He was in a, a show I was briefly watching with the Colby Smolders. Oh, I had no idea. Um, he's like, you oh, know, is that a Stumptown? Stumptown. Thank you. I couldn't remember. I was like, I was like, <laughs> why do I remember that? Of all of the important pop culture I shit, like, I remember I that. I remember what it was called, but I was like, you know, I knew Colby Smolders. Anyway, yeah. So Adrian Martinez is a fairly well-known actor, and you'd probably recognize him. He's a heavyset guy, uh, Latino, and like has a really distinctive look and so we just see him waving hi Aaron Rodgers and then that, that's when we realize that Aaron Rodgers is upset because that's the guy they hired to be his stand-in right and then Mahomes couldn't be more physically different from him yes and then Mahomes says well have you seen my guy and then his guy is Paul Rudd who's just wearing the same kind of like very noticeable sweater that Mahomes is wearing with a kind of a big flashy pattern on it and then Paul Rudd doesn't even know how to throw a football he, he can't even get it going forward forward motion. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty funny. And then the big payoff is Jake from State Farm, his double. Well, I'll tell you what, I'll let the tape talk yeah. about who his double it's is. Terrific. Hey, Ratchets, look! I'm you! <laughs> Jake from State Farm. You couldn't find a standard that looked anything like me? Have you seen mine? It's like looking in a mirror, right? <laughs> <laughs> now that one makes sense. Look, guys, I don't even have a stand-in. Of course you do. Hold on. Is that Drake? That's right. Drake from State Farm. So here's Drake. and Drake is so sexy. He's doing a good job. And also Jake from State Farm well, is pretty hi, sexy, Drake too. Well, hi. Drake was yes. an actor before he was ever a singer. I know. That's why he's always good in these yeah, things. Yeah, he's and, so good. But he's got, like, you know, he's filling out that shirt real nice, yes. right? But he's also got a little bit of a more intimidation in this. He's yes. like, he's you very can physical. see his size. He's being very physical. You can see his tattoos on his arm. Yeah. Um, and He's got uh, a little heart shaved into his head. <laughs> and he's being, like, kind of intimidating, almost Almost like just slightly menacing towards Jake. Is that Drake? That's right. Drake from State Farm. Like, like a, a good neighbor. neighbor. Like, like a, a good neighbor. neighbor. Stand-ins don't have lines. Oh, okay. <laughs> like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. And Drake like aggressively eats an apple in Jake's face. Like, yes, there's something about that like little uh, moment at the end where he aggressively and threateningly bites into his apple. I love that. This I, is they a did terrific a good job ad. Of that. Um, we talked about Maya Rudolph was in and, the and they, ad. they gave up the sort of like the special discount for me or yes, whomever yes, in this one, yes. which I think is good. Um, Klarna, Maya Rudolph. Um, okay, and now Michelob Ultra. This, this was a wild. big one, right? This I'm going to hand this to you because wild. I mangled this on TBTL. <laughs> I 
loved it how you described it. Did you not? Well, I totally messed up the very end. I thought that I swapped around the John Cheadle and fake John Cheadle at the end. Did you Interest- call him John Cheadle? I did. It's Don. Don. I know that. Well, see, no this is why I so tried not to talk, and then you <laughs> goaded me into talking. Well, anyway, John Cheadle <laughs> is in this ad for Michelob Ultra. This is a wild ad. This ad is one that I am almost shocked that they got away, that they decided to air it in a in a setting where people are presumably going to be sort of like busy, getting up and down, not not as not as focused, maybe. Um, although I suppose when else are people more focused on ads than the Super Bowl? But anyway, the premise is that um, that this Mick Ultra, I think it's like a or it's like a flavored seltzer, like they all make now, is the real thing. And to illustrate the real thing, they go they cut to all of these apparently these celebrities, and they really look like them. You have Serena Williams. Uh, Lucy Liu and Sylvester Stallone walking away from an explosion or something in a, on a movie set. Um, you have Usher. Uh, you have a musician uh, performer named Maluma, which I didn't know, so I didn't like get that joke really. Yeah, there were several people in here who I didn't even know what was going on. But you um, know what I mean? I didn't know what. Oh, uh, you probably to be. Wouldn't, wouldn't know who Megan Fox was. The Megan, the person who plays Megan Fox, is is amazing. I mean, looks and sounds like her. At the end. Don Cheadle kind of comes down from a helicopter onto a big boat where apparently Don Cheadle is already sitting reading something. A script that a, says Don Cheadle a, on it. A script that says Don Cheadle on it. We realize that the guy who has like ziplined onto the boat is the real Don Cheadle and the guy that he's talking to who looks almost exactly like him and is dressed exactly like him is just a lookalike. And so I the the joke is like all these others are fakes but you want the real thing including the voiceover actor who's doing a christopher who's doing walken a christopher which walken. is amazing and this is one where i didn't get what was going on the first time i saw it until halfway good. through and then we got the joke and you wanted to watch it again yes. immediately and it gets better upon every rewatch yeah I think. so when, once we've realized the joke um and don Cheadle says get off my boat to fake to, to john Cheadle," mm-hmm. when john don Cheadle tells john Cheadle to get off the boat then we cut back to all of these celebrities and we see that the Serena Williams alike can't hit a tennis ball and the Sylvester Stallone is afraid of an explosion. Do you think it would have been funnier or too confusing if they had gotten Frank to do Sylvester? <laughs> I'm actually being serious because I thought like that's kind of the obvious joke, but sometimes like don't add another I think joke. To, I think they were wise so comp- not to. I yeah, think that yeah. introduces then you start wondering, kinda like those that ad for I forget what it's for, uh, some credit card, I think, where it's like it's always the same person playing the person that they're getting customer service from, but it's like not clear why that's oh, a yeah. joke. Yeah, it's just confusing. Yeah, I think when you introduce a, a sibling into this scenario, it starts making everybody wonder, like, well, is this, you know, I mean, Serena Williams already has right. a very famous sister. Right, right. And, like, is this somehow, are these all siblings? Yeah, I think that's where I landed, too, that the Frank would have added. But it would have I mean, been I a would love to joke. see a fun joke at Frank Stallone's expense. Yes. So, like, that's another great idea. Or another ad where you just get everybody's sibling. Yeah. Instead, you know, like, less famous sibling. Sure, you get you get your, um, your Kevin Dillons. Yeah, right. Yes, you know? yeah. There's a bunch of them out there. All right. Sounds like we just doctor doctored something. <laughs> Not really. <laughs> Superstars. Who knows what goes through their minds when the stakes are this high? When their legacy is on the line. 
Sometimes you just want a hard seltzer. A hard seltzer with no carbs. With no sugar. Because who needs that? I want a hard seltzer. That's USDA certified organic. With no artificial aftertaste. But in a world where most things seem real, sometimes they're not. Don Cheeto. <laughs> Man, get off my boat. <laughs> That's great. I like that he looks legitimately excited to meet Don Cheadle while he is trespassing on Don Cheadle's boat. Is there a button here? Should I keep going? There is a button because now we see all the other, I think, like, we see Sylvester Stallone, like, jump when he gets an explosion. And he just looks like an old guy trying to jump. Real. And it tastes that way. You're not real. You almost almost fooled me. Lookalikes. Phony. No oh, I see. What you, I'm sorry. I misunderstood when you said he jumps. The explosion scares him, yes. not he's jumping. And then at the very end, uh, we see the voiceover artist again. As real as it tastes. Oh, and I'm not Christopher Walken. <laughs> at the very end, it's like a younger Asian guy with glasses saying, so I'm not good. Christopher Walken. It's so complex. I mean, I think it's going to, I hope they, I hope it stays in heavy rotation because I think there's a lot to enjoy mm-hmm. in this. And um, I think that's the kind of thing you want from a commercial where you want to just get people's in people's subconscious that this is a you know an alternative to truly or um uh claw, white claw or whatever right okay wonderful so that is definitely i, I think you and i are very much on the same page with I, like the i Drake, love this ad i would Nicola say Baltra. there's only one famous person in it and he's not the most famous oh, yeah but it pl- best use of celebrity though it, i think it's a, i think it's a it's a great ad a great ad that actually twists that i think it fits perfectly in this category because you're really leveraging celebrity to the to the max yeah. without you I, know i wonder how they budget. landed on don Cheadle as the real one you know yeah he's like a He's certainly very well known and he's beloved, I think, but he's gettable. He's gettable, right, yeah, exactly. Yeah. 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 I mean he they they didn't spend it on, you know, the real Sylvester Stallone or even the real Usher, you know. Mm-hmm. So I'm gonna say for or this, Serena Williams. For this category right now, you have uh the the GM electric car with Will Farrell, the Drake from State Farm, and the lookalikes with Don Cheadle from Mick Ultra. Yeah. Those are the the big leading contenders. I wanna move quickly because we're getting kind of close to two hours here. Um and we have a lot to cover. So um, um, we finally got to see the Amy Schumer mayonnaise ad for either Best Foods or Hellman's, depending Long story on what short, side. She's a fairy who makes a lot of stuff using mayonnaise. Yes, and it it's a really bad a commercial. Burger. Yes, a lot of um, pretty bad writing in there. Yeah. I, I feel like I'm such a big fan of Amy Schumer, but I keep on seeing her in commercials where she's the victim of bad writing or yeah. bad premises, and it kind of bums me out because I, I really like her. Um, so let's not play that. There was a, um, a Toyota ad that of all of these like this is the first one that was like serious and not funny and it um it featured somebody named Jessica Long who's a Paralympic yeah, swimmer. Yeah, I, I find it funny that you include this in celebrities because no Oh, I one, thought you put it there. No. Oh. Um nobody knows who Jessica Long is. Oh, okay. This is one then there are a I mean, few I mean I'm impressed by her achievements but yeah. she's not a celebrity. I thought you put it there so I put it there because otherwise I don't know where this one fits. This is a very special Oh, of the moment, the yeah. the here and now one. I think so. It was very special, but did it have to do with like twenty twenty one? We're going through this together. Kind I don't of. know. I think I, this is just about is human adverse, like a human yeah, facing try, adversity. It was. It's about a young woman who is a Paralympian and a huge champion and a Paralympian Paralympian swimmer. Uh, she had both of her legs amputated as a ch- very young child, and this is the story of her how she was adopted, um, and while the story of her adoption is being told in the voiceover. 
um, you see her swimming through her life. So it's like she swims past a crib, a row of cribs in the orphanage where she was. And she swims, uh, you know, through her high school swim meet, you know, all the times when uh, it looked like she couldn't accomplish something, she's able to swim through it. And at the very end, she's swimming out in the open water and the ocean, apparently. Mm. And it's, it really isn't. I mean, it's inspiring to see uh, anyone achieve that. And to, for her, her particular story is incredibly uh, moving. Um, but, you know, I think it was just sort of a, you know, there's always a few of those sort of like triumph of the human spirit. And they just and Toyota just wants the sort of reflected glow. Yeah. Maybe next year we just have to have like a why so serious <laughs> one, because like the 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 one the category that we set up for later is kind of like very much of the moment yeah. this has been a tough year or this is where we are as america right now whereas this is just like this could air any year just like kind of an evergreen again like triumph of the human spirit type of thing yeah. um but we'll, we'll we'll call jessica a celebrity in this case this next one for t-mobile had who's anthony anderson is that a retired football well, he's, player he's the star of blackish um, oh okay uh he was also like one of the cops on law and order which is where i sort of first became aware of him he's a, he's sort of like a he's like a multi hyphenate celebrity he like hosts a game show the woman oh. who plays his mother in this um i believe is his real life mom and also like plays his mom in a bunch of his various entertainment endeavors oh okay see i didn't i didn't know who he he's was the, he's be- i think like the main character in blackish which i have never seen but i've heard it's good and because he um because this takes place on a football field i assume that maybe he was famous for being a football player because this is about like some sort of family dispute right where it's him uh, on one team, Team Anthony, and then his mom on another team, and they're playing like backyard football, right? Yeah, it's sort of like they're they're acting out their family conflicts and drama on the football field, or they're working them out on the football field. Um, I think that I don't know because I haven't really seen Blackish, but I suspect that the the dynamic that he's established with uh, Doris Bowman, who's the the woman who plays his mother or who is his mother. Um, is that they are sort of always locking horns. Mm, okay, interesting. I am noticing here now that the YouTube says his mom is Doris Hancock. Yeah, it's the same person. Oh, I see. Okay. I think it's she. I don't know why she has two last two different last names, but I think that's the same person. And then um, Travis Kelsey, who is a tight end for um, the, the Chiefs, right? Yeah, I think also, so. Also uh, makes an appearance here. It's time. Time to watch the drama with your family. Or you could share your family drama on T-Mobile. Share the hardcore trash talk. I hope you got a chin strap for that wig. I'ma knock the taste out your mouth. Distant relatives will see every highlight. And ugly lowlight. So this is weird, like not even really getting the premise. So he is on one team, his mom's on the other team. They're playing football, but then there are some people watching these two teams play football, and they're streaming it, and then people are watching it somewhere. Other family members are watching it somewhere that, else, but they're not social distancing because they're all in a big room together watching it. Yeah, it's very confusing. It is a little confusing to me. I get the strong sense that there are some markers here and some signifiers here that are just I'm a little bit blind to that are based on, like, Anthony Anderson's 
like pantheon of entertainment properties. Okay. And then they bring in um, uh, Kelsey and he's a ringer and somebody complains. I don't think that's really working uh, audio wise. And T-Mobile followed up with another commercial that leans very heavily on celebrity. And I think that we talked about uh, on Sunday, we said that you should explain this one to me. Yes, because you didn't. Speaking of not getting signifiers, this one I do understand, although I don't watch The Voice, but I'm sort of conversant enough with popular culture to get it. I think you are not, and like mm-hmm. this probably meant absolutely nothing to you. This is a funny joke, though. So Gwen Stefani, for those who don't know, um, is, is now is with Blake Shelton, uh, the country singer. And they're she's, a real life couple. They're a real life couple, and I don't know if they're married, but like I've seen a hundred magazine covers. It's like soon to be, you know, getting mm-hmm. married soon or whatever. Maybe they are. I don't know, but they're a couple for real, and they have been for a while. They're also co-hosts on The Voice, which is one of those singing shows, mm-hmm. along with Adam Levine. You know who he is. Yeah, he's on The Voice. Right. But, but he's also Maroon 5. He's also Maroon 5. Um, but the joke here is that Gwen Stefani, uh, who's very L.A., very rock, whatever, is sitting by the pool talking to her friend Adam Levine about how she wants to find a new kind of guy. She's sick of L.A. men. But because her connection is so bad, he mishears her and he takes what she says to be an indication that Blake Shelton, who is like a country, sort of a good old boy, country type of guy and doesn't seem like the obvious companion for her would be like someone that he should set her up with. And And we see that that Adam Levine is sitting in like a diner or something while he's having this phone conversation with her. And then Blake Shelton just shows up like he's having food with Blake Shelton. Right. They're just there having having lunch mm-hmm. together. Okay. And then and then we'll see where it leads from there. Hey, Adam. When's Stefani? What's happening? I think I'm ready to start dating again. What are you looking for? I'm sick of LA guys. I want someone completely different, maybe from another country and someone cultured and sensitive and who is not threatened by a strong, confident woman. On a spotty network, this is what Adam heard. I'm sick of LA guys. I want someone completely country, uncultured and threatened by a strong, confident woman. Now suddenly Blake Shelton is showing up at the table with a bunch of food. It's not wings or nachos, it's wings and nachos. Is that a joke that I don't get? Does he sing a song called Wings and Nachos or something? Or is he just I an mean, idiot? I mean, I don't think so. That's if, I mean, I could be wrong on that score, but I think it's just that he's like, he's a... He's not cultured. He's not cultured, okay. yeah. Wings and nachos. Hey, send my onion rings down here. I have your guy. Okay, so when that commercial started, you saw a subtitle that said that was a few years ago, and now I guess it's supposed to be like more present day. Well, no, I think this is shortly thereafter first date. Okay, and so we see, oh yeah, of course, so they've been together for a while. So you see the inside of a fancy restaurant, and Gwen Stefani is in the restaurant waiting for her date to show up. She apparently doesn't know who it's going to be. Even though he's incredibly famous, and yes. they already know each other because they work together. And then uh, Blake Shelton shows up, and he's wearing cowboy boots with spurs. Gwen? Blake? Um, oh my God, hilarious, right? I mean, no. What do you mean? <laughs> Are you wearing spurs? Did you ride a horse here? Yeah. Don't trust your love life to just any network. T-Mobile has more number ones in 5G than any other network. You need a ride home? T-Mobile. And then she looks interested in the ride home at the end. I think this was a good joke. I think it's a good joke that doesn't do service to the what you're trying to sell and not to overthink it, but it's just one of those things where the joke completely belies the point of the service. Cause yeah, the, all you remember is a port is a spotty network. Well, not only that, but it works out well. 
this is a That's happy true. couple. Yeah. So like a bad so connection. So do trust your love life. Yeah, exactly. Spotty network. A, a spotty network led to a, a fairy tale ending. Isn't right. that what we all want? Yeah, she would have ended up with like some some other like some euro trash. Some Gavin. Who's that guy she used to be with? I don't know. Um. Anyway, I can list Gavin's Newsom. It's not Gavin Newsom. I'm out. Um. All right. So. Um, okay, so that's the T-Mobile one. And then this last one is another contender for me, I would say. This has Brad Garrett of, um, I almost said How I Met Your Mother, but no, How I Met Your Raymond? How I Met Your Raymond. Um, I like this ad. I think it's good. I question whether this qualifies as a celebrity because I think Brad Garrett is... Really? I guess he's a celebrity, but, it, you know... Compared you would to, see this more as a um, like character work, just comedy. A, okay, so we do have a comedy section that we're coming up to. So why don't I make this the first one in All comedy right. and skip it for now? Although I really want to talk about that one. That's fun. Um, that was a little bit lost on me during um, during the Super Bowl, but uh, upon so rewatching made, it, he's also it so made great. up. He's not playing himself, and I feel like one of the sort of precepts of a celebrity based ad is that they are either playing themselves. Or, or a very lightly tweaked version of themselves. Um, and then we have a commercial called Edgar Scissorhands. This is for Cadillac. And I think, did you tease this on last week's show? We knew that there was going to be something along these lines. Yeah, I can't remember if we knew about it when we did the show, but we, I definitely saw in advance that this was going to, they were going to do this. There was a lot of buzz about it. Um, you have Winona Ryder um, in her role from Edward Scissorhands, but this is now however many years later, mm-hmm. 25 years later, and she has a son. Um, I think answering a lot of questions. About the, about the state de- of her the, relationship. The nature of their but, relationship. Yeah, right. um, her son is played by Timothy Chalamet, and he is Edgar Scissorhands. So just picture Edward Scissorhands, but played by Timothy Chalamet. And can you remind me who Timothy Chalamet is? Uh, call me by your name. Oh, yes. I think you told me that last week. Thank you. This is the story of a boy with scissors for hands. No, not that one. Edgar, you're going to be late. This one. My son, Edgar. Bye, sweetie. He cuts up the pineapple for her. magnets of opposite so we're seeing a montage of ways that his scissor hands get in the way of real life he tries to ring the bell on the bus but he cuts the bus cord now he's in a uh, some sort of a college classroom where his professor is doing a scientific demonstration but all the magnets fly into his scissor hands now he tries to catch a football predictable results i'm gonna touch a lot of people now he's cutting um like a is it a fruit? Hey, buddy. Can we... I think that was like, I think he's working in some sort of a diner and he's giving somebody their food. It's unclear if it's a fruit bowl or a sandwich, but he, you know, carves it all up fancily with his scissor hands. Stick with the menu. He looks very forlorn. That meeting would not end. Too bad. He can't drive anywhere. He's got to take the bus because, of course, he can't drive a car. Or he has to wait for his mom to pick him up because of his hands. Now he's driving a car in virtual reality at home. His mom notices that he wants to drive a car. Open. Oh, she's gotten him the new Cadillac. Go ahead, try. And he puts it 
puts it in self-drive mode, and voila. And Edgar drove off into the sunset. Hands but free. don't worry, he still makes it home in time for dinner, occasionally. So, that's fine. That's fine. I hate Cadillac as a brand, yeah. so I know I'm biased. Um, but it's fine. Like, it felt like a long way to go for the punchline or whatever, or the 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 big mm-hmm. payoff. Yeah, there wasn't really a great payoff. Yeah, either. it mostly felt like an, a chance to see Winona Ryder in that role again and to imagine, you know, a young Edward Scissorhands. Mm-hmm. And it also drives me crazy because in order for him to enact the self-driving thing. It actually looks like he's driving fine. He's got yeah. the steering wheel and the hooks of his hands, like in, in the kind of crooks of his hands, I should say. But then he has to use his scissor hand to touch a touch screen to right. put it in the self, and that's not going to work. Actually, I actually think it's harder to yeah, do with scissor hands. Exactly. Who's better just driving with the wheel. So again, I sort of feel like <laughs> just kind of like for the sake of your joke, just like belying the obvious. Yeah, sort it feels of. like there was somewhere in a in a pitch meeting or whatever, someone said, okay, who would have trouble driving a car? I see. I Edward feel scissor hands. Well, maybe. I almost feel like it's like we could get. What would what would Edward Scissorhands do in this scenario? Because I feel like there are other products that would lend itself to. You can't. Well, no, you're probably right. Like hands free is hands free, yeah. right? Okay. Anyway, I am ruining the show again. So let's review. Every single one of these for Most Valuable Celebrity. Just well, joking. Well, <laughs> um, just the three that we really liked. Well, was... we, well, there's the Samuel Jackson one with Verizon. Oh. Wait, that's just terrible. What it's... the hell is that? Well, I think we didn't get a lot of the jokes or whatever because it's like all video. It's all gaming. He but is it... a video game version of himself. Yeah, so it's all CGI. Samuel Jackson is in like a sort of fantasy land talking to a bunch of other gaming characters um, and just sort of like doing his his Sam Jackson thing. Right. And I'm not going to play the audio for that because yeah. it's just, it's boring. It's cacophonous. It's just Sam uh, Sam Jackson is not being used to his potential these days in commercials. Also, there was a Serena Williams Nintendo Switch commercial, but that's been airing since um, late last year. I thought that was another um, bad commercial, frankly. I thought tonally it was just off and weird and unclear what they were going for. So to um, go over the nominees, the actual, I would say, three contenders for this, Will Farrell and gang for the GM electric car going to Norway. Uh, Drake from State Farm um, or the Don Cheadle and lookalikes. I, I go Will Farrell pretty easily yeah, on that. Same. All right. Easy winner, peasy. winner. Chicken dinner. I am both trying to write it in the form for our records. And <laughs> it's important to keep this. a record. All right. Congratulations, everybody. We are about halfway through the show, and we are two hours in. We need to move faster. But luckily, we've covered a lot of ground with these things. We're going to start to get to a lot of... um, a lot of commercials will start appearing in, in these next categories that we've already talked about, um, except for this one. But I do want to talk about this. This is the Jimmy John's commercial with Brad Garrett, as we were just talking about. Um, he's the brother from Everybody Loves Raymond. And in this one, he's playing. I think he's also had because like, he's been the star of his own show and stuff. And in this one, he's playing like a mafioso type of guy who's running his own sandwich company and has a kind of a corner on the sandwich market. But as he calls it, Jimmy's John <laughs> is starting to um, starting to infringe on his business. 
Aloha, Tony Bolonovich here. People call me. <laughs> I love it already. I love it already. Aloha, Tony Bolonovich here. People call me the king of cold cuts. The sandwich business has been real good to me. Of course, it's not that tough. Just take some bargain bread, slap on a little not quite meat, get yourself a catchy jingle. Now, it's also very like a Goodfellas. We're seeing montages of him, like him and his crew, like knocking off trucks yeah. and then the trucks have like liquid meat in it which is, I think is a shot at like Arby's like cans of, of meat yeah. um, we see him enjoying the excesses of um, uh, of his uh, of his bounty Not quite meat get yourself a catchy jingle so what do you got boom sandwich pool <laughs> but now I got this Jimmy's John showing up on my turf telling me that they got the sandwich of all sandwiches these tryhards fresh baked their bread all day I'm Jimmy's John's, and I have high-quality, reasonably-priced sandwiches, customizable for your busy, modern life. You think I'm gonna let some two first-name sandwich joint steal my phone? <laughs> They're burning a Jimmy's John's sign. You may got fresh tomatoes, Jimmy's John's, but I got loyalty. Stevie, you're dead to me! This is war. Sandwich war. <laughs> I really love the Scorsese yes. parody that that is, and they just do such a good job with every um, with every moment. Uh, is there? We're missing a scene here, though, because we're missing a scene that I noticed during the Super Bowl, and that Luke and I talked about when we played this on when we didn't play this on TBTL, where um, we see him in the laboratory where like his henchman is like making meat in some sort of a vat, and oh. he holds a loaf of it out and he says, "Nah, I'm good." Yet that's not in this cut. But I will say this. Um, there are just a million iconic parody shots yeah, in here. This, they the must trunk have put, opening. And it's just like one after another after another, like yeah. so many different scenes, so many different settings. They put so much work into this, yeah. and it goes by so quickly, and it's just excellently done. It it's is excellent. so well done. It's really well done. I think it's very funny. I think he is a great character actor. I mean, I know he's he's a name actor, but like in this, he's... He's not playing. That's why I said it, I don't think it's a celebrity ad because I think for it to be a celebrity ad, you essentially have to be playing yourself. Mm. The Winona oh, Ryder one is a little bit, that's interesting, a little yeah. bit of a different one, a little bit of a outlier there. But like, he's Brad Garrett, but what he's doing here is playing a mafioso. Right. Um, so that one is um, definitely floating to the top of my list, and I got to say that was one that I definitely enjoyed um, later because I kind of I kind of missed the first half of the jokes um, when we were watching it in the Super Bowl. And again, there's so much in there; it's worth rewatching several times. So best comedy, we got um, the Jimmy's John. We got I'll, well, let's throw the um, Don Cheadle, Michelob Ultra, all of the fake celebrities in there as well. Uh, last week we talked about the Bud Light Legends commercial where very they funny. brought back yeah it's pretty good um you know i very funny i feel like some laughs here and there and you know good on them for kind of like embracing their own universe a little bit but you know like the high five and throwing the night over the side of the mountain i mean it was i guess it was fine anyway um the bud light lemon seltzer we talked about last night i was very impressed with this commercial although most of it is not funny this is the one where the lemons are falling from the sky throughout 2020 and it's very like the end of magnolia only instead of frogs they're lemons and then at the very end there's a funny line where a guy comes up and says you know what they say when they give you lemons and the woman just cuts them off and says 
we know the saying mark yeah which really makes me laugh it out is loud. a funny it is a funny joke but the commercial as a whole is not that funny yeah and i don't know if it really fits in comedy but i don't really know where that fits i think it's like uh what a year we've had Oh, of course, of course, like kind of 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 the moment, the right now. I always think of the right now commercials as being um, super serious. You're right; that one's kind of in between. But yeah, we'll put that in there. Um, the Pringles waiting for like uh, astronauts waiting for a rescue. Super but boring. Everybody's paying attention to stacking their Pringles instead. Um, you had the Amazon Alexa's body commercial. We talked about that in this show already, right? Yep. Um, and how much I absolutely love it. This is going to be an interesting one because I'd love to give that a prize, but does it win best comedy? You know, like, is that a better comedy than funny. Jimmy's John? It is very funny. Yeah. Um, you have, uh, the rocket mortgage with Tracy Morgan. We talked about that. Um, Dr. Rick from yeah, the progressive... Um, you know, don't turn into your parents too early commercials. We saw one of them, I think, right as the Super Bowl was beginning. Yeah, can right? we just play this? I know we're running so No, no, long. we should. This is a good commercial. And there's also something interesting to say about it, I think, because this is one of our this is our favorite ad campaign of twenty twenty. Right now, yeah. Like it's gotta be of of the last year of though. The last like year, yeah. was there anything better than Dr. Rick telling people how to not be their parents? No, it's fantastic. And this is a this is a good one. It takes a little bit of a turn, but play it all the way to the end because there's a good tag on it. Yeah. So this one, he's once again at one of his seminars. So these things have taken place in various locations, but uh this one and the one that preceded it, you have Dr. Rick and he's at a seminar called We Are Not Our Parents and he's talking to the crowd TED Talk style. One more time. We are not our parents. We are not our parents. This is my life's work. No need to read every billboard out loud. If you can read it, they can read it. Don't say howdy. You're not a cowboy. We're going to apply medical ointments and creams at home, not in public. I was like you folks. I was 32. I was deep in the mulch game. To help your grass grow and your bushes grow. Guess who cared? No one. Progressive can't protect you from becoming your parents. Okay, now at the very end. So for the most part, he's got that kind of lofty, I'm here to help, little bit of a sting of reality to it. Getting a little it. bit snarky But with he's getting them. snarkier and snarkier as it goes on. Now he's holding up one of those pairs of pants that I guess can be turned into shorts. Like they're, where they have snap-on legs below the knee or yeah. something like that. And while, I have a pair. They're for hiking. While the voiceover guy is talking, we see Dr. Rick kind of holding them up on stage and angrily ripping the bottom half of the legs off of them. Protect you from becoming your parents. But we can't protect your home and auto when you bundle with us. Pick a lane. So you hear him say, shorts or pants, pick a lane, and he throws them down. Now there's a tag on this digital version that we'll play in a second, but that's where the Super Bowl version ended. Yeah. And I was surprised at how angry he is at the end. It seems like he's breaking character. Or getting... Or not breaking character. But, but yeah. yeah, his increasing frustration, I think, is not the right direction to take the character because mm -hmm. what's so great about him is his long-suffering patience. Yes, I, I agree. And they should stick with that. Yeah, like just patient and, and like not like getting angry at these shorts. And yeah. I just worry that they're kind of like that little documentary you showed me or oh, little yeah. mockumentary you showed me sort of I think indicated that that's kind of where they're taking the character though because he he talks about how like there's more losses than wins and you know it's like a losing battle mm -hmm. and so the sort of futility of it feels like where they're taking the storyline yeah I hope that they don't I hope that they don't like end it with him just being like 
too angry right. all the time. But you mentioned that this YouTube version of this has a little um, tag at the end where they're saying how you can subscribe to the progressive channel to see more of these types of videos. And so they turned that into a bit. He's still on stage here. You hit this button, you subscribe without paying. All the videos are in that subscription without writing a check, which you shouldn't do anyway. <laughs> <laughs> I also like the way he says they're all in that subscription. Like that is yeah. actually really good uh, kind of phrasing there. I yeah, think. I love it. Um, Craig Robinson, Pizza Hut. I guess that was a comedy, right? Him yeah, I think his, so. He's yeah. a comedic actor. Daniel Levy again for the M and M's commercial. Yeah, a lot of jokes. Um, you have the uh, the Will Ferrell electric car, of course, the the champion of the celebrity round. Maya Rudolph again for Klarna, and Amy Schumer again for the mayonnaise. <laughs> The mayonnaise. Um, Did you notice um, when I when I grabbed the link, it was Hellman's, but when we watched it, of course, it was Best Foods. Oh, that's interesting. Well, I noticed when we were watching, it was Best Foods, and you said out loud, I wonder if it's Hellman's in other parts of the country. And, and it, was. it was. And then there was one that I don't think is worth playing unless you really liked it. Because I didn't even... I guess it was supposed to be funny. It was an E-Trade commercial with a little nerdy boy trying to work out to buff himself up but by like you know lifting paints of uh, I'm sorry cans of paint in the garage and and then at the end I think the punchline was like you're you're never gonna get the, your body the, in order but get your finances the in order the tagline was this might be the year that you at, le at least this might be the year that you get your finances in shape oh right so like yeah E-Trade is so weird like sometimes they're a hit for me and sometimes they're a miss but Lately, their ads have all been very disconnected from their actual value prop, which I think is really strange. So for best comedy here, I got to go with, I mean, the Amazon Michael B. Jordan commercial is fantastic. Um, and the Jimmy John's, I actually think for like straight up comedy, though, I want to give it to Jimmy John's, yeah, I think. Yeah, I'm willing to co-sign that. Anybody, any, anybody else in the room? Keep them up. <laughs> All right. Congratulations to Jimmy John's, which, by the way, apparently it's Jimmy John's is no longer run by the guy we know of as Jimmy John. So we don't have to feel bad about liking Oh, that's liking good because he's a real piece of shit. Exactly. Congratulations, non-Jimmy John, Jimmy John's. <laughs> Genevieve. Yes. The crowd loves it. The crowd, the loves crowd it. is loving it. The crowd wants us it. to move along. Um, we've still got a lot ahead of us here. We're actually doing really well now, I think. And we don't have to play all of these. Um, we uh, mentioned last week that we are introducing the Crystal Pepsi Right Now Award. <laughs> These are commercials that are of the moment, and they tend to be self-serious, which is why it was a little bit interesting to put the Bud Light Lemon Seltzer in here, because that one is kind of comedic. But these are usually the very serious, what we're going through right now. Uh, especially this year. Especially this year. But there's always something, like we've said, whether it was um, Clint Eastwood talking about the economy 10 years ago, um, but you know, usually a heavy voiceover component to it. Um, Ford had one, we need to hold the line. That was with Brian Cranston. Um, 
WeatherTech had one this year that didn't involve a dog. Remember last year they ceded their time over to <laughs> yes. that dog. We the listener. It was actually a university, not for a dog. Right, but, but for a university vet program. The listener we have, the ad counselor who told us the backstory of that and who has a connection to that, gave us some sad news. The dog did not make it to see another Super Bowl. The Aww. dog did pass away. Um, this weather tech commercial was like basically kind of a made in America focusing on the people who work for weather tech. Yeah. Um, I'm not going to play it again. If you want to hear any of these, let me know. What was the indeed.com one? This I don't one, remember that. So you have all these very um, sort of heartwarming, but very, uh, humdrum everyday uh, shots of people who are looking for jobs or who need jobs and over top of these images you see um, indeed uh, helps the blank find jobs Mm -hmm. and it'll be like the the hard-working the determined the hell-bent the experienced the new the one I thought was very interesting one said it didn't say the competent but one said like something like the experienced and the hopeful. Right. Like I felt bad for the hopeful guy. Yeah, except that. <laughs> kind of saying, except that we've all been that person looking yeah. for a job. Some of you know, we all had a period in our professional lives where we weren't experienced, where we were just hoping someone would take a chance on us. And the images of these people applying for jobs, getting jobs, the relief that they feel, putting on a suit to try, you know to go interview for a job. To me, this actually was an emotional appeal in a very specific time when we're dealing with a lot of job losses and people who are you know in terrible financial trouble and need jobs mm-hmm. and we're you know, it's a terrifying time right now in the job market um i was i mean i honestly was moved like really? i was yeah. like i wrote in that my, the notes i'm not crying you're crying mm-hmm. I thought it was fine. It, I wasn't as move moved you. by it. Um, you know, I thought it was fine. It's connected to the the product, and the product is very of the moment because so many people are. So everything you said, I'm not disagreeing with it, but it didn't emotionally move me in, in the same way, but that might just speak to me. Um, YouTube, of course, they were the sponsors, once again, of the pregame show, so it was all like YouTube, everything before the game, but um, they advertised like this this documentary project, which I swear they've done before, and I know other people have done as well, where they had like filmmakers all record a snippet of their day or something, and they're creating like kind of a, um, a composite of like one day, one day in the world. the world. Yeah, yeah. Uh, kind of a documentary. I thought that was effective. I yeah, thought it was pretty good. You know, YouTube knows what it's doing when it comes yeah. to uh, of the video medium. The one that I think was getting a lot of attention that we should talk about, but it was getting a lot of attention because it was raising a lot of people's ire. Yeah, it's not going to win. Especially. I'll never sign off on it. Especially you, because we know that you are not one for compromise at all. We've discussed that on the show before. And this was. If I didn't um, like those politicians shaking hands, I'm not going to like this. You're definitely not going to like this. This was, uh, the again, super serious Bruce Springsteen, almost doing a McConaughey style, like driving, only instead of being in a luxury vehicle, he's in a truck and he's. He's um, driving around this very specific rural part of America. There's a chapel in Kansas standing on the exact center of the lower 48. It never closes. All are more than welcome to come meet here in the middle. It's no secret, the middle has been a hard place to get to lately, between red and blue, between servant and citizen. 
between our freedom and our fear. Now, fear has never been the best of who we are. And as for freedom, it's not the property of just the fortunate few. It belongs to us all. Whoever you are, wherever you're from, it's what connects us. And we need that connection. We need the middle. We just have to remember the very soil we stand on is common ground. So we can get there. We can make it to the mountaintop, through the desert, and we will cross this divide. Our light has always found its way through the darkness. And there's hope on the road up ahead. No more serious Bruce. And of course, it's all these shots of rural America because this is this very specific place that he's talking about. But I, you know, I think, you know, almost everybody or at least people. That, I'm not alone or, in my iron. Yeah, no, absolutely. Because you're talking about the middle. And even even if that is something that we're actually shooting for the middle in this case, by the very nature of where this place is, the middle is rural and Christian. Christ- there the, are just crosses the all over the place. Like that it pervades this ad is unbelievable to me that there is no not even a gesture at uh multi-faith uh, people of other faith there are crosses everywhere there's a fucking crucifix hanging over the american flag in this christian church where and i quote everyone is welcome right. strong dis- strong suspect that is not true right like this just puts every fucking hackle up on on my on me like I I can't I can barely articulate how irritated this makes me if this is the middle the middle is being represented by Christianity cowboy boots rural America yes. trucks and I know that he's you know famously you know like a you know East Coaster he's not no Mr. I know. Rural and, and I think America. he's a weird choice for yeah. that reason um but yeah I mean they just they they missed the mark but now again Jeep is this is the irritating thing is they're not trying to reach the middle they're trying to make it seem like they are but clearly this is if you're really trying to reach everybody, yeah. you would be way more inclusive. I understand that they loved the idea of this central thing and they worked from there, but by starting with and marrying themselves to this location and this premise, it is very, very much. These, of course, you and I just drove through a whole bunch of tiny rural towns in America and it really. Yeah, it, it does look really, like really, really broke my heart because I do or did or want to believe that there is something beautiful about the the rural American lifestyle as well. But now, as we're driving through those towns, literally while there is an attack on the U.S. Capitol by these people, we are following people in trucks that are literally, the trucks have big signs that are threatening the life of our governor that say deplorable lives matter, yeah. that have old men like giving you the dirty eyeball when you drive by in your V-dub. And we're middle-aged white people. Yeah, and we And we felt like we were in enemy territory. Absolutely. Can you, and, and again, and I, I don't want to say that flippantly, like I don't understand that the, the you know the place of privilege that we have that we can drive through those towns, but it's yeah, that's that's how bad it is. Right, exactly. Imagine it's just, for someone who doesn't you know walk through life 
in a white body. Right, right. So, anyway, uh, a so, lot yeah. of that. And, so and that, that can fuck people. right up. <laughs> so that one's probably going to win. Uh, Bass Pro Shops slash Cabela's got like it's been a tough year. You should go outside more and buy our equipment. Yeah, I thought this one was this one was okay. I love I love going outdoors. Um, I you know am more of like a REI shopper than a Bass Pro Shops. What I did think was kind of funny about this was we don't have to play it. Was that all the things they advertise like fishing gear and camping gear and hiking gear? They never show a gun, but that's where they make most of their right, money. Right, right, yeah, certainly. Um, and then the last one in the list by your recommendation of moving it here is the Bud Light Lemon Seltzer commercial where it's been a hell of a year and we see people reliving the year and to symbolize it, it's raining lemons in a violent smashing way. Smashing up your wedding, it's smashing yeah. up your job, it's smashing up your bicycle. And I think you were brilliant to put this here because I love this commercial and it wouldn't win any awards in any other category, but I gotta say, this is my pick for the category because it is like that's my problem with this category is it's always schmaltzy it's always over the top it's always narrated and this was a way of looking at the year that was way more creative and funny so I'll give my vote to the Bud Light Lemon Seltzer commercial I think if it hadn't been for how much I loved the Indeed ad I would go with you but I gotta give it to Indeed okay cool so another split decision so we don't have to play the ta-da music I am (laughs) shocked that our next category only had one nominee yeah there was a day the next category by the way is you got moves this is the best dance dance based commercial five years ago probably and certainly 10 years ago we wouldn't even be able to get through this category. I feel like the flash mobs, the gleification of America yeah. and pop culture, then everybody was trying to do dance numbers this year. And you would think, though, with TikTok, like yeah. there were a couple references to TikTok yeah. dances. There's a reference in the Scott uh, Lawn Care and there's yeah, a reference in the could... Wayne's World. But those are like quick references. Yeah. And those aren't like dance no, choreographic you know, choreographed numbers. And we already talked about it. It was the Squarespace 5 to 9 commercial where Dolly Parton re-recorded her song 9 to 5 to 5 to 9. And it's a celebration of people taking the the hobbies and passions that they do when they're not doing their regular 9 to 5 job and making that their business. And so it's 5 to 9 celebrating those activities. Um, And people are kind of dancing around the office place. That was the only one. I mean, there was a commercial for something called Fully Office Furniture. Never heard of it before. F-U-L-L-Y, where people are kind of dancing at their desks. Yeah, and which it's I actually good, really like. It's a really good dance commercial, and I think it would have won, except it's been out for a while. It's been out since November of last year, so I don't think of that as a Super Bowl commercial. Yeah, a I guess Super Bowl commercial you feel like it has what, to debut. When somebody says... When we're like looking back at old commercials and you'd say, oh, this was the Super Bowl commercial for Toyota of 2020 or 2019, nobody would say this was the Super Bowl commercial for fully because it was already airing, just like the Nintendo one with Serena Williams. I guess not, although I'd be curious to know where and on what platforms they that one previously aired on but that is true in fact i mean is there a chance that they only had it because i found it on their website and it was dated november of last year but if i type in fully um furniture or you already did this right super bowl ad nothing came up nothing came up and i guess it's it's a testament to your point that it is not new okay yeah we'll double check this so 
Yeah, it doesn't seem like people are considering that a Super Bowl commercial because I like it better than the Squarespace. But I yeah. think we got to give it to Squarespace because it's it's the only on a technicality. It's the only uh, contestant. So I guess congratulations to you, Squarespace. But do check out the fully commercial, which we will put in the Facebook group. Yeah, absolutely. Um, okay, whizzing right along here. We're getting very close to the end. Um, you're a poet, and you didn't even realize those <laughs> words rhymed. These are the type of commercials, again, often self-serious commercials yes. where somebody is talking about the state of America and human spirit and creative <laughs> artistic freedom, but they always sort of have a it's rhythm a like this. It's a slam poetry. Yes, kind of a slam poetry thing. Now, because it's funny, like I had thrown the Bruce Springsteen in here too. Like, yes. would you consider that I, one? I do think it would. I think so it, it's almost like an essay too. Yeah, there. I think it belongs absolutely in this category. It's also not going to win in this category. No, it's not. So um, what do we had? We had the Michelob. I kind of hate all of these. I know. That's the thing. I hate this category. That's the problem, huh? Um, I think... Logitech is probably the like Lil Nas X. He's so charming. We played that last week. Um, uh, let's see here. Oh, we didn't play the um, Lil Baby was in uh, an ad for oh, yeah, this Rockstar. Is, this is a new one. Why don't we play this? And one? this one actually kind of rhymes, like it's kind of slant rhymes, but that's got to earn it some points, right? Yeah, I love a rhyming poem. I wasn't born in the spotlight. Nah. I'm fine had a grind to shine like a star on a hot night and something about the struggle now resides in my muscles and every trial and trouble helped to hang my hustle real rock stars don't chase the spotlight it chases them It just says hustle on. Um, I like that one. I actually like that one too. What was in guaranteed cat- rate mortgage? I don't even remember that one. Um, I don't know. Play it. Let's just. There take was a, a million commercials. I know. I know. You and I are so phoning it. They're like Andrew and Genevieve are both over it and talking a mile a minute <laughs> to get through it. This has got to be great. I know. Well, the 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 third hour of this podcast is not going to be the best hour of this podcast. How did a blind man conquer Mount Everest? How did a kid who'd love NASCAR, just knowing his heart, one day he'd win the Brickyard at Daytona 500? How did an underdog, always counted out, take down the biggest name in the UFC? How? They all believed. They believed in themselves, and they believed that their dreams, their goals in life, were more than just imaginable. They were possible. For those who believe in their dream of a new home, Guaranteed Rate is a mortgage lender with all the right tools, advice, and financing to make that dream a reality. Home office, backyard, more space, better view. Whatever you're striving for, you can make it happen. You can conquer that mountain. You can. If you believe, you will. I, I mean, I know all these commercials are trying to do the same thing, but it's just so funny that they are comparing taking a, rates. a high risk loan <laughs> to a blind man hiking Everest. Yes. And like, they were showing all these athletes and, and people who have achieved incredible things, but not world famous. I mean, probably within your like, well, I think one of yeah. them was like some of the guy who beat Conor McGregor or whatever in UFC, but like. For a for an average person, these would not be household names, not any of them. But they are 
achieving at, at at incredible levels in their sort of niche category. Right. Um, I thought that was, you know, fine. Yeah, I didn't really but I care agree for that one. I think that's, I agree with you. It's hilarious to like sort of an apples and oranges comparison of like getting a competitive mortgage rate now to, um, uh, you know beating yeah. Conor McGregor and also you just I, and just like when you just think about the the um, financial crisis that hit in 2008 and you just think about what even are these loans you're getting yeah. there you know like I don't know I don't want to slander but um, okay so before we just give this to little baby and the rockstar energy drink commercial because you and I are both we want to get out of here. Yeah, desperately. Um, I do. Let's just go back to the Lil Nas X Logitech that's the commercial. Only com- that's the only competitor, because I think. Because they're both charming. I feel like... Um, I, I feel like Lil Nas has... It's either a Lil Nas or a Lil Baby. Yeah, I feel like he's he's got maybe slightly the edge on the charm here. Little, like, he can be both... Is he the VO here? Yeah, he's the okay. VO, and you see him in the studio a lot. But then you also just see some amazing creative things people are doing with makeup. Remember, we see the woman; it looks like her face is melting. Um, it's so not funny in a scary how these way, all, but like these an all ice cream have the way. exact same structure: the the self serious, you know, monologue over examples A, B, C, D, E, F, and G of someone achieving in whatever category they've decided to like draw a circle around. We stand here in defiance. We the makers. We the groundbreakers. See, there's a rhyme. We the creators. Yeah, that's true. The screamers and dreamers. We defy expectations, perceptions, and misconceptions. We defy what logic says we should look like, sound like, be like. We defy genres, algorithms. An entire. I think I got to give it to this one, yes. mostly because of the visuals, which the our visuals are astounding. Um, I'm kind of in the same way that Guaranteed Rate Mortgage. It's like, aren't you selling like mouse pads and whatever? But um, I mean, it's not technically mouse pads, right? But you right. know, it's like sort of like techno technology accessories. Uh, yeah, let's give it to Logitech. And now, before I totally play the applause here, as one more time, you definitely don't want to give it to Bruce Springsteen. I don't want to give it for this to one. Jeep. Okay, then congrats. Never thought I'd say this, but congratulations, Logitech. <laughs> <laughs> like for real. Did not think that Logitech would be walking away with any bullies tonight, but here we are. By the way, quick, just going through your list of, I think we've covered like or at least mentioned every single ad. There was one vaccine ad that aired in the state of Washington we couldn't find. A local hospital, Virginia Mason ad we couldn't find. Um, But then there are two we haven't mentioned because I don't think they fit in any category, and I'm kind of amazed by that. And I think Let's Have a Beer, this one for Anheuser-Busch, sort of falls into what a year it's been. I rewatched it today with that in mind. It doesn't make any reference to the year. It's just a bunch of people who are, yeah, in some cases going through hard times or working hard. But Someone's it getting laid off. Yes, and somebody also is shoveling snow off of their car. And the point is, it's all these people who are just kind of in a crabby moment of their day, but they're having a a, a beer. There's Someone also, offers to take them to or, have a I'm beer. I'm sorry, yeah, I'm, I'm talking too fast and not thinking. But there's another scene where there's a bunch of people together in like an office meeting room. And it's I think it's mostly a bunch of guys, but then a woman comes in to drop something off and they tell a her A black just, woman. Yeah, and they tell her to sit down and like join the meeting and have a beer with them. Like, I know, I think... That's very not this year. I guess you're right. And I... And I, 
that actually felt a little pandering to me because having worked in an office like that, like you never walk into a meeting that's yeah. ongoing, it's already underway to drop off some papers or whatever and have someone say like, oh, actually your perspective would be really interesting here. Like if you belong in that meeting, you're already in yeah, that Yeah, and meeting. they almost <laughs> tap the seat in a way that seems somewhat yeah. pandering too. Um, but anyway, I just thought that was interesting that I didn't, I didn't fit, that hate fit it. cleanly into any category. I didn't hate it. What I hated about it is at the end, you know, it's for Anheuser-Busch and then at the end they scroll through all of their properties starting with Budweiser and Bud Light, yet Budweiser got so much credit for not running any advertisements right. this year when it was just such a technicality and it ticks me off. And I mean... Also, Bud Light is adjacent, so adjacent to Budweiser that it's like yeah. the same thing. And a bunch of people were complaining about that too. They were saying, I thought there were not going to be any Budweiser commercials. And right. you and I knew that. Same with Pepsi. No Pepsi commercials, but a big Mountain Dew commercial. Right. You know? And a giant halftime show with Pepsi all over the Right. <laughs> exactly. I heard a funny joke. I, I, I think it was going around the internet. But the weekend's performance, people were joking around that it was powered by Coke. So they said the Pepsi halftime show powered by Coke or brought to you by Coke. Did um, it seem that frenetic to people? Yeah, I think so. And like the the Hall of Mirrors, like the the whole memification of that a is lot like of this fun, very fun like frenetic memes about that Hall of Mirrors. I'm yeah. actually doing me, me when my mom tells me you can pick one cereal from the cereal. Yeah. <laughs> I like that one. So good. Um, One was a a clean picture of the weekend, and it said, when I take a picture of my friends, and then the other one was like all frenetic and blurry, and it was like, when my friends take a picture of me, and uh, it's like up his nose. Also also in the Hall of Mirrors, me when I'm trying to follow the waitress or the hostess to my (laughs) table at the restaurant. Um, But I felt like that uh, Anheuser-Busch commercial fit in no category, and there was another commercial for something called Cutwater Spirit. Which is actually an Anheuser-Busch property. Oh, it is. Yeah. Okay. And it was just for canned cocktails. Yes. And Oh, man. Remember that canned cocktail funny. we had in um, in oh, yeah. uh, uh, Arizona? We got it at like, the little general store outside the Grand Canyon. And it was yeah. awful. It, it was, was like not very turpentine. Good. It was not good. So anyway, those are our categories, my friends. We did it. I should really. All right. Have... Ad council. Oh. Here we go. <laughs> <laughs> it's a long ad council. No, the... The thing is, we have to now crown the champ, the Super Bowl champion. Yeah. So um, the ones that floated to the top for us was uh, Oatly Milk, which was my pick for the weird one. Maya Rudolph for you. Um, Let's see here. Uh, What else were some of our winners? Who was taking notes on this? Who won Best New Artist? Uh, I think we said Oatly won Best New Artist, right? Oh, that's right. That's right. Um, so let me highlight that. So two for Oatly. Um, and then the GM Electric Car. That's a close one, man. I loved that one so much. The Jimmy's John, I really liked. It's so good. I think I'm going to – I got to say it's – I think it's Jim. I think it's GM. I think it's Will Ferrell and GM. It's really, really close for me, but I got to give it to Amazon. I got to give it to the Michael B. You Jordan. You want to give it to Michael B. Jordan? That's right. the one that you I've been what? talking about the most. That one got shut out in the categories, most. and it should get an award, so let's give it best in show. In fact, I think one of the reasons I skipped it probably in comedy was because I figured it would be best in show. And also, it's I so just, good. it is so funny, but it is also just compelling as well. I mean, yeah. he's obviously just a beautiful person to look at. Yeah. But 
it like also draws you in. Like his sexiness draws me in, and I'm not attracted to men. And I right. and I mean that in all like sincerity. Yeah, no, that, he's like, got a, his magnetism is his magnetism is good, but also they know how to capture it yeah. really well. And the husband the is dynamic so with the, funny. With the married couple, is, the husband is so funny, and that she's imagining the husband into this. Yes, scenario. yes, it's all terrific. It all fits together, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, you're you're your, twenty one. And your first annual Bowley <laughs> Super Bowl champion award. <laughs> the Pepsi, Crystal Pepsi Super Bowl champion 2021 is Amazon. So glad we could do something nice for Amazon. <laughs> they really need it. Oh my goodness, Genevieve! I love you. This is—we've broken some new uh, after these messages ground today. We though. sure have. Yeah, we've this, set some new records. This was really something. <laughs> you can sell anything. You can sell anything. All right, we will return to your regularly scheduled programming <laughs> next week. We have a lot of ad council to catch up on. We sure do. Please do call us, though. In fact, maybe we could really um, just play a whole bunch of voicemails next week, get you guys back in the mix. Yeah, the you must have watched number. the Super Bowl. Yeah. You must have opinions. We want to hear them. If by some miracle you are still listening to my voice at this point, the phone number is 607-444-5597. The email is after these messages show at Gmail. And if you want to check out the Facebook group where we'll have all of these posted and you can get our contact information there too if you're driving and you weren't able to write down that number after <laughs> listening to us for two hours and 40 minutes, uh, go to the Facebook group. Look for After These Messages Show and, um, and join the fun. All right, everybody. Thank you so much. Go Browns. Anything. You can